Hello everyone, and welcome back to uh, this awesome campaign here in the world of Alithia, here with the Blue Collar DM. Uh, I'm Howie, we're here with all of our players as per usual. Um, we're going to be here playing, um, continuing this kind of arc that we've been doing for the past couple days. Um, a few announcements to start though, uh, we actually updated a bunch of stuff here on the Twitch channel, so you'll actually see down the About Me section, there's a lot more panels down there and kind of specific links for you guys to kind of find things. Uh, we're actually also announcing tonight that we're actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for people new to the hobby or just kind of trying to start out starting their first games or just need some help with their Dungeon Master prep and world building, stuff like that. So. Uh, that's kind of exciting. Um, we also have all the links down there in the Discord and stuff. I know we kind of put the up here on the uh, stream itself, but now you actually have a direct link for all that kind of stuff as well. So, um, but um, is there anything um, that you guys have to announce? I know Ashley, you've got some stuff going on with. Um, are you sure you want to that's do that and all that stuff? Yes, we have a couple things. Um, one tonight, um, me and my friend uh, from Are You Sure You Want to Do That is going to be on uh, Jasper's Game Day uh, with DM uh, Dan Dillon. So tune into that after you tune into this. Uh, that starts at 1030 um, and it runs through 130. Um, we have interviews on our youtube channel right now so far we got a few big names and we got some more coming uh soon hopefully when our dm here gets some time we'll be able to interview him too and pick his brain a little bit um yeah we got we got a bunch of stuff going on so tune into our um discord or our twitter channel and i'll make how we post all that stuff here later oh yeah um, and then, uh, and then Ben, um, what do you got going on? I saw that you have a few YouTube things coming up here. Uh, yeah. So I finally just forced myself to, uh, do one of the lore dives I've been promised I'm going to do forever. Um, and then I was actually supposed to have one come out today, but it's going to be next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be getting back to the flavor of the week. Um, give you something to do. In the lead up to the stream uh and that one's gonna be the teenage mutant ninja turtles so Ooh, i like sounds of that we actually uh had a fun uh turtle um npc in a home game not named don atello which was kind of fun um, <laughs> um but um that's awesome and then uh jody jd you guys got anything going on that's cool if only my life was that exciting I yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have time for all that. <laughs> this is the no. great thing that happens to me all week. Oh. <laughs> I look forward to this every week. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get started. So, last we left off, our group of adventurers met in the Full Bears pub. After some quick and almost forced acquaintances, our adventurers were tasked to investigate the disappearances of a number of lumberjacks, specifically one named Henry. On their way to the lumberyard, they were attacked by a lycanthrope werewolf. Upon defeating this creature, it turned back into its human form. However, the body was unrecognizable as the killing blow from Juliet's hellish rebuke burned the body into a charred husk from what it used to be. After getting some new information and being attacked by three more of these werewolf creatures, our party returned back with the bodies of these fallen lumberjacks and one stranger to them and in order to return them to their families. 
After an emotional day, you all enjoyed an evening of drinking and merriment, while Timic and Shirley attempted to learn more about this alchemist you heard about after finding a note on one of the bodies. You were informed of a local rumor and conspiracy theorist, Jordan, who had mentioned something about an alchemist to Roburn the previous few days. With this new information in hand, and with night upon you, some of you went to rest. Juliet, Timic, Shirley, you all wake up in your quarters and something's not right. Maury's nowhere to be found. What would you like to do? Um, my head hurts. Where's Maury? Maybe he's eating breakfast. Or a body. He doesn't eat but You know what? Yeah, he might be eating a body. Explain to him that the body eating was not all right in this context, and I feel like he was in agreement with that. Yeah, I just don't know. He might have just been agreeing just for the sake of agreeing. Does anybody have glasses? Of wine? No, no, God, no, not the wine. I'll never drink. I take that back. I just need glasses. Well, let's go get some glasses of milk. Ooh. Yeah, I'll <laughs> head down and uh, check with Roburn and see if he's seen, seen him. Yep. And you guys all head down um, down the stairs, kind of to this um, big bustling pub that you're used to being in. Ro- Roburn is, it's almost like he never goes home. Uh, he, um, he He's kind of told you a little bit, he actually does occasionally, but he usually locks up and leaves it to um, Clark, his other hand, that um, kind of takes over the night shift here. But... Um, he is down there, currently kind of wiping off the table, cleaning up from last night. Looks like Clark didn't do his job as he was supposed to do. Um, and he kind of is like sitting, standing there, kind of <laughs> like swearing under his breath and um, kind of looks up at the boat, all three of you and goes, Ah! Hey! What's going on? Looking I'm for Moron. Oh. Yeah, Clark said something about it. He kind of ran out of here real quick last night. Something like... Maybe you just need some air? Uh, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Maybe we should wait air for him to come back? Well, maybe. I mean, Clark mentioned that that was around, like, you know, around 3 a.m. last night. Uh, it's uh, a little bit past then, right, right now. It's, uh... I mean, sun's up, so it's at least, like, 8, 9... We should probably go try and find him if he ran out of here at three in the morning. Can't believe none of us good idea. Awakened, but I don't know if you noticed, but I don't even know how I got upstairs last night. I that think Moron was... carried you. Did he? Yeah. No, no. I don't know. We gotta go find that. Big lug. Need to get you a glass of milk before we go. Glasses. Does anybody have? Do I have DM? Do I have eyeglass? Uh, sunglasses. Um. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> ask. I mean, you didn't really need them in the underdark, so no, you don't really have them. No. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ask the um, bartender. I forgot his name. <laughs> It's I on brand. He, it's on brand. Up. Oh. oh, hey there, Juliet. Um, mm. how you feeling? Mm. Like death. Yep. She needs some milk. 
Told you. I, I need uh, sunglasses. Maybe, maybe not milk. What are, you, Sun, what are you looking for? Sunglasses, some sort of glasses, something um, to cover my eyes. Anything in the lost and found? Uh, I can check. Um, and you see him kind of like, he takes out and he like reaches down underneath the counter and brings up kind of a large, like kind of wooden box. You see a bunch of different things in here. You see a, like a dagger. You actually see um, some weird not, um, baubles. You see a yo-yo actually, oddly enough. Um, like and you, hat? hmm, is there like a big hat? Oh yeah, there's absolutely. A, it's like a big kind of dusty hat. Um, it's like brown leather. It kind of, uh, um, actually no, it's actually it's a much darker brown leather, almost black even. Um, and it has kind of like a little green ribbon that kind of wraps around, it and it kind of comes to a point like this. You would look great in this red. I'm going to take it out and just sit it on Juliet's head and be like, <laughs> close as we get to glasses for now. <laughs> so no glasses. Um, I mean, you see some bits of paper and stuff like that and some, but like, I mean, you could take, like, you can wear the hat. Um, there's also, you could try to shield your eyes, I guess, but no, there's not really anything that really, there's no sunglasses in this, uh, Lost and Found, if that's what you're looking for. I know, oddly enough, a, a tavern without sunglasses in the Lost and Found. This is so unusual. Very. Okay, that's fine. I will look for sunglasses other places. Okay. All right. Guess we go look for Mari. Um. Yeah. Good luck. He Clark said that uh, he was in quite a hurry, so. Um, hopefully he didn't get himself into trouble or anything. Sure. <clears throat> hey. Well. Good, good luck today. And you just see him kind of like turn back and just, and just start scrub. There's like a stain or something on the counter. He's just like, what? like still like kind of muttering, um, swears and utterances underneath his breath. I'm like, as we're like walking out the door, like, I'm gonna like let everybody else go, and then I'm gonna press to digitation it, like just from the door, and then leave. Okay. Um. You, and you see, he's just like, then uh, he like keeps scrubbing. He's like, finally, jeez. And he kind of just like he he still thinks he did it. <laughs> Good with me. Okay. All right. Um. You guys are now at the um, entranceway of the uh, Full Bears Pub, Juliet. Image. Yep. Can you, as adorable as that little chihuahua is that you turn into, would you be able to turn into maybe some sort of hound? See if you could smell him. I, don't know, I could. I could smell it as a chihuahua. Well, I think any kind of dog can smell. I don't know that much about dogs. I'm in the under. I spent most of my life in the underdark. My my pet was a spider. They probably smell too, right? I don't know. I know they can see. I don't well, know let's if they try. Smell. I turn to a spider. <laughs> okay. Um, you see, uh, Timmy's form kind of shrink down into the size uh, a very small little, um, almost like daddy long leg sized spider. Um, it's got some big legs though. Um, 
And uh, that's what you guys see in front of you is just Timic as this little tiny spider. Can you smell anything as a spider, Timic? You also see this little like flea jumping around trying to like stay on top of it, but it's like really hard to because it's so small. Are you talking to me with like you speak with animals? Yep. Uh, very faintly, I think. <laughs> so maybe the basset hound would have not been such a bad idea. Might have been a little more practical. <laughs> so. Just like put my spear down for him to like crawl onto the tip of. I'll use my eight eyes to look. Okay. Um, do you have the spider stats on you by chance? I do not. All right. So we're going to have to figure this one out. <laughs> uh, when are we ever prepared? I know, right? I mean, we're always kind of prepared, but then like we just do, we just go crazy. Um, so for you, perception, uh, just. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20 and add two. Fourteen. Okay. Um, in your kind of small spider form, um, you're able to kind of... We've got an echo. <laughs> um, in your small spider form, we actually see... Um, you can actually see from this vantage point, you can actually see these kind of little impressions in the ground. Um, that kind of looks like, um, almost like footprints and you're kind of able to follow them and your small little spider form, the little flea kind of like keeps jumping around behind you, um, and kind of keeps up with you, um, and is able to, um, and you're able to kind of follow this around. You actually do find what appears to be kind of the tracks of what appears to be some sort of, um, and they appear fresh. Um, you believe that you've probably found, um, Maury's footprints. What did you find, Timic? A print. Hey, turn that. You can hear an echo. He found the. Uh, I turned to to red. He found uh, Maury's footprints. Right. You want to lead the way, Timic? Yes. Everybody, follow me. He said, "Follow him." <laughs> As a spider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot smaller and slower than you. My speed is um, only 20. Yeah, I was going to say, the speed's only 20 feet, uh, technically. Um, oh, so oh. it's going to take a while, unless you want oh. one of you wants to pick him up. Yeah, I'm going to, because I'm used to spiders in, in the Underdark, I'm going to pick um, Timic up and just have him on my hand. And mm -hmm. all right, lead the way, little guy. Do you do you pick up the small flea that's also um, trying of to? Course, of course, of oh. course I do. Okay. <laughs> what kind of monster do you think I am? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just the I'm just the external observer, just kind of uh, shaping things as you guys move forward. Um, so what do you, um, so Timmy, what do you do? Do you kind of like point your one of your um, eight little legs to, yeah, kind of forward? Like... And... Okay. Um, so you do that um, as you guys continue to follow Long this. Long finger. Do... Yeah, one long finger. <laughs> um, as you continue to do that, you actually follow these footprints moving forward. Um, and you guys eventually all, now that you've kind of been following this trail, you have been able to identify them. And you see them kind of heading down towards the south of the village, out towards the woods. This is so unlike. I mean, I don't know Mori very well, but this seems uncharacteristically out of like, who he is. 
Yeah, I mean, I only met him like two days ago. So this seems normal to me. Nothing seems normal. Old fellow, I not the type to go running off in the middle of the night. Hmm. Um, of, of the three of you, there um, are any of you proficient in survival? I am. All right. Um, can I have you go ahead and roll in a survival check, please? Um, and because you have a jack of all trades with you, I'll let you roll it out of advantage. First, I gotta get my character sheet. That would have been helpful. Uh, I can't find my character sheet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Juliet. <laughs> no, legitimately, I can't. Oh, there it goes. Okay, it's in PCs. There we go. Yeah, it's totally under PCs. Prepared. Yep. I'm totally prepared it. for this guy. I nested it into into different folders on you just to mess with you. Oh, man. Keep it organized. I know. Hold on, I'm doing the thing. I you promise. are doing the thing? You are? Are you sure? I promise. <laughs> I had to pop it out because it's at the very bottom and it won't let me scroll to the very bottom. Okay, I'll do it for you. All right, uh, that's a 16. Um, that's actually really good. So you kind of continue to follow along uh, these tracks. Um, you kind of notice this as you're following along. The tracks, they are, you know, bipedal in movement, but as you kind of continue to follow them, the footprints kind of begin to change. At one point, you guys actually run across what appears to be all of Mori's personal belongings and effects, just kind of randomly scattered. And then beyond that, you see what appears to be quadruped footprints kind of walking off into the woods. Do I recognize them as maybe footprints that we've seen before? Um, because of that you rolled so well, you do notice that they are they look very um, canine, almost wolf-like. Red, do you, do you? I have a question. Um, those, mm, my mind, those lumberjacks, they were men, right? Correct. Obviously. And then they turned into the creatures that we've seen, right? Yes. How do you think they did that? I mean, again, I this is my first time seeing this sort of thing for real. I, I've heard stories as a child. What's, what's the stories that you heard? I mean, that these beasts change on a full moon, but I don't know, you know, other than that, it's it's kind of an uncontrolled thing, but the ones we encountered seem to be able to control it. It's odd. And I'm going to go around and, like, collect up all Maury's stuff. Um, you know, just kind of like his mall and his mm-hmm. or his bag or whatever, you know, whatever he took with him when he ran out of the building. Yeah, uh, between the, uh, well, two of you at this point, because uh, Timic is a spider, um, you guys can carry all of his stuff. Um, I won't have, um, and I'll just make a note out of it here. You guys don't need to put in your inventory, but I'll just put that you guys have Maury's stuff on you. All right. Oh, I'll put Timic down so that we can do whatever spider Timic is going to do. Um, 
Can I put two and two together, DM? Yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely. I mean, Ashley is no dummy, and neither is Juliet. So. <laughs> that's how I, was, I just want to make sure would she be able to put those together i mean yeah you're you're you know minimally comp like anyone i mean anyone with an intelligence greater than five could probably figure out what's happened here well and like i mean it one of them was a dwarf as well so it doesn't just affect humans whatever this is it affects anything did did you get bit did did any of you get bit? Timic, did you get bit? Um, I know I got hurt by them. I'm not sure if it was a bite or a claw. Such such frenzy in that battle, I don't remember. I did see. Huh. I did I see more. Mary definitely got the worst of it, though. Guys, I, I think Maury's in trouble. Could be. Let me see. And Red, I think you might be in trouble too. Let's focus on finding. Ah, oh. God dang. Let's focus on finding Mori first, then we can worry about our predicament. <clears throat> I'm just going to start walking. Yeah, um, and you guys start walking. Um, it is actually at this point, um, um, Red, you actually do notice that uh, the kind of where the, uh, the other werewolf bit you um, that you remember, it's you're starting to feel kind of like a little burning sensation in your forearm, and now you begin to kind of put two and two together that, okay, maybe there's something to this. And um, But knowing that, you guys continue to move forward and attempts to hopefully find your friend. Um, with that survival track, you guys can actually keep going. You actually do notice um, um, these tracks kind of continue. They actually go deeper into the woods. Um, makes it a little bit tougher, but with that 16 from before, I want to have you guys roll another check. Um, you are able to kind of follow them. You actually do find the remnants of a of a squirrel um, that actually was ripped apart um, into shreds um, next to a chipmunk as well. Um, it appears that if this is your buddy Maury, um, that uh, he ate well last night at least. Um, as you guys continue to move forward, um, we're going to change gears. Maury! Maury. <laughs> You find yourself awoken by birds chirping in the distance. You are kind of roughly kind of woken awake. Sunlight peeks through the trees, bringing you to the morning sunrise. The ground where you are is cool, like a crisp autumn morning, or autumn morning which still abnormal for this time of year. Um, you can smell the smell of dead leaves kind of biting at your nose, that kind of like um, earthy smell. Uh, you also awaken with a pounding headache. Um, that biases itself kind of behind your right eye. Um, you also notice that you hear something um, sniffing in your area, uh, which actually caused you to awaken. As you groggily wake yourself up, you also realize you are completely naked. 
uh, with no weapons or any possess possessions on your person. Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Double ones. Um, you kind of, you wake up and you see, um, kind of sniffing at you, there's this little small bear-like looking creature. Um, and it's kind of like sniffing at like the back of your ear and you kind of like turn and look at it. Um, as you kind of gaze upon it, you notice that it's not just uh, a bear. You actually notice that it's kind of got the, um, almost the facial features of what appears to be some sort of small owl on its face. And it kind of just like, kind of just sniffing at you. Um, not attacking you or anything like that, but just kind of sniffing around you. It's about, it's a little smaller one. It's a, it's a small um, kind of looking um, bear-like creature. Not, not about the same size as you. Rap be able to tell if it's uh, a juvenile? Um, based on the size of what this thing, go ahead and give me a nature check just so you can determine whether or not you understand um, kind of the nature of this. Uh, nature. Uh, you can, you definitely can understand um, based on the kind of appearance of this creature that it does appear to be kind of a younger um, whatever this happens to be. So I'm just gonna it's right beside me? It is right beside you and it's kind of just like kind of sniffing at you. Um, you're still kind of sitting on the ground. It's kind of just like it's not trying to bite you or anything like that. It just seems to be genuinely curious. So I'm gonna kind of just, I don't want to do any herky-jerky motions. I'm just going to kind of slowly start to stand up and see what it does as I try to stand up. Okay. Um, for this, uh, I'm going to have, go ahead and give me a um, persuasion check. Okay. Um, as you kind of um, get up, you kind of stand up and you back away, um, and you can hear the little um, the little cub kind of go. Rah, rah. Um, Easy, little fellow. Um, and as you do that, um, Timic, Red, Juliet, um, you eventually um, kind of begin to make your way, and you see, you find a little clearing. And in that clearing, you can actually see what appears to be your buddy Maury kind of standing up and kind of trying to console and back up what appears to be um, a bear-like looking creature with an owl-shaped face that's kind of like um, getting a little bit aggressive towards him um, as he kind of continues to try to back away and try to calm it. And can I speak to it? You can go ahead and try. I'm going to try speaking to it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. He means no harm, and neither do we. You go do your thing, and we're gonna we're gonna take our friend back, and we're gonna go do our thing. Um, for you as well. Um, go ahead and make a persuasion check uh, with advantage because you're actually speaking to it, and it's um, can understand what you're trying to say. Uh, persuasion? Mm-hmm. Cool. 
good thing you had advantage. Um, so um, as you kind of say that, the um, little um, bear cub kind of looks at looks up at you and sees uh, um, the three of you also kind of um, bearing down their position. Timic, are you still a uh, a, a spider? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> um, so Timic's still a spider. <laughs> I, I assume Timic would be like on my shoulder or something. Yeah, somewhere. That, that works. <laughs> Somebody's um, holding me. Yeah. So you're. Yeah. You're. You're being held uh, at the currently by Juliet. Um. So. Um. Um. This uh, creature, kind of seeing you, um, kind of appear with three others. Um. At first, it's kind of startled because it sees that there's more than just this one kind of dragonborn-looking um, individual that's kind of coming out of the woods, and it kind of is startled at first. But your words kind of calm it, and it it begins to kind of more. sheepishly kind of back away a little bit. Um, come the three, way. the three of you, give me a perception check. Oh boy. Me? All three of you, except for Maury. Okay. Awesome. Um, with that, you guys, all of you, um, somehow Maury didn't notice this, but in the kind of clearing a little bit further off, you actually can hear the rustlings of leaves. Shh, shh and the sounds of much larger footprints kind of bearing down on your position. All right, come on. Come on, let's go. Let's we'll go. figure this out later. Let's go. Anybody, anybody got my britches? And we'll figure that out. We'll figure the it. noises get closer. Come on. We need to go. Okay. I got them in my bag. Let's I'm go. Back, I'm, back I'm running. I've got, my hand out for my, I've got my hand out for my mall just in case. Uh, yeah, I to <laughs> I'm taking off with Timic. <laughs> okay, you're taking off with Timic. Um, go ahead. Um, hmm. <laughs> Maury, go ahead and give me a dexterity check to catch your maul in mid-flight because you guys are about 10 feet away from each other. 14, yeah, that's easy enough. You're actually the... You're able to catch it. Um, with that in hand, you actually continue to hear this creature. It actually makes its way out of the um, out of the woods and into the clearing, and sees the two of you um, standing really close to its other to its <clears throat> cub, as well as another cub. Um, right now, I'm gonna have you guys roll initiative to see what happens next. Right. So, so I need to. Do the things. Do the things. Do the things on the things. And did mine roll because again I'm on pop out? Yeah, no, you didn't roll yet. Um, if you go to the uh, little fist on the um, up in the top there, it actually will give it to you. Um, will actually uh, give you the combat order here, and you can actually press the dice that's up next to it. Okay. Oh god, that's, that's, that's so bad. So many dice. Yeah, that makes sense. Mori rolled a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want. <laughs> You're like, nope. All right. Um, and start a combat. 
Mama goes first. Um, <laughs> uh, so Mama Bear seeing, uh, Mama Owl Bear um, seeing uh, one of its cubs kind of um, interacting and seeing a number of different individuals kind of surrounding. Um, we'll actually switch over. Um, with Mama Bear kind of seeing everything kind of happening here, um, she um, is going to instinctively go to protect her cubs. Um, so first thing she's going to do is she's going to run up to, not move everybody all at once, is going to run up um, to here and kind of take a snatch at you mid there, Maury. Um, first with its beak. Um, natural 20. Um, so that's going to be um, 13 points of piercing damage. Um, and then it's going to come at you with its claw. Um, the claw is only going to be a 10 to hit. What is your AC without your armor? Do you, what's your dex modifier? Say that again. It would be 10. It would be 10? Okay, so that would hit. Uh, my AC would be 10. Your AC would be 10 with no armor on? Okay. Um, so yeah, that'll hit. So that's going to be 13 points of slashing damage. And then it's going to kind of like urge its cub to kind of get away and get behind her. Um, ending her turn. Shirley, you're up. Uh, okay. Um, God. Do you really want to harm it? I don't really want to hurt it, but I also don't want it hurting Mori. So I'm going to cast Bane okay. on all three of them. Yep. Uh, so with Bane. Oh, I clicked on Mori. That's not the right person. <laughs> Bane. <laughs> Mori doesn't need that rule. Uh, what's your spell save DC? 12. 12. Okay. So Mama succeeds <laughs> with a 12. Um, cub number one right here succeeds. And then her second cub back here uh, rolls a four. So cub back here is baned. Well, you know. So I guess we'll use... There isn't really a good one. We'll just use his eye. Sure. All right. Then I'm going to take step or two over here just so we're not all bunched up if she decides to run up and ugh, i'm going to cast healing word as a bonus oh you know what i can't cast two spells in turn mm -hmm. okay that's gonna be uh yeah that's gonna be me all right um, that's going to bring us to this, uh, this cub. This cub is actually, um, is just going to kind of back over here behind Mama a little bit more, but that's all it's going to do in its turn. It's kind of trying to stay away, um, as best it can. Timic, in spider form. <laughs> um, I will yeah, get the, uh, the string got messed up. What's up? The string, there was some issues that mine was back. Oh, it's back? Okay. Get out of spider form. <laughs> And then, okay. Uh, I will 
But do we damage the this? Are we fighting it or are we trying to get away from it? You have not currently damaged the owl bear. It is just kind of coming after you guys um, as a result of it trying to protect its cubs. Uh -oh. I don't want to attack it, so I'm just going to get out of my spider form and back away a little bit, I guess. Move back okay. a little bit. Get out of here, you frisky owl bear. Um, uh, hold on. Something funky is happening. Are, are owl bears like considered animals? Or are they like a uh, monstrosity or something? Um, they're technically considered monstrosities. So I can't speak with them or do animal friendship? Um, I would say because of the we've previously established that you can, go ahead and do it. All right, I'll use... Uh, Speak with animals. And tell it that we don't want to hurt you or your babies. We stumbled in here. We mean no harm. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Uh, with it, uh, yeah, just a straight persuasion check, just because it is at a point of like it's fighting you guys just because of the fact that of uh, what's going on. Um, okay, that's a six. Um, so, um, yeah, you say that, and that's kind of, um, you're not sure what's gonna happen. Um, does that end your turn? Yeah. Okay, ending your turn, um, it comes up to this cub's turn. This cub is also gonna try to back away. Um, once I switch to the thing, um, it's also gonna try and back away. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. It's gonna use 30 feet to come back here. All right, uh, ending its turn, Juliet. I'm doing the same thing Timic did, and I'm trying to try to speak to it. All right, go ahead, and um, what do you say to the owlbear? We just want to get our friend, and we will leave you and your babies alone. We don't want to hurt any of you. All right, uh, go ahead and make uh, another persuasion check. I rolled it. Did it roll? Oh, it rolled. Yeah, it rolled. Um, um, yeah, so you, you did something. Um, brings us to Mori. I will use my action to disengage. Okay. I will scoop back here. And I will use my bonus action to second wind. Okay. You use your second wind. Uh, so go ahead and roll your d10. Oh. Green back. So seven. seven. All right. I'll put that in for you. Um, ending your turn. Uh, Mama Albear, seeing that her cubs are kind of safe at this point, is actually going to kind of pensively move her way back here, but she's still very, very guarded as she kind of comes back here. Oof. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, I will uh, just basically come over here and kind of 
provide uh, Morharon with the use of my shield, and I will... Yeah, what the heck, I'll cast uh, Healing Word on him. Okay. You cast Healing Word. Thank you, sir. Six. Max. Oh, nice. Awesome. Um, are any of you guys going to make any aggressive actions towards these owl bears? Heck no. Nope. Heck no. Nope. Juliet. Nope. Okay. Um, that being the case, um, we will be out of combat now. Uh, and as we'll soon as over here. as soon as I see the owl bears like start to like move like their side moves like away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn to Morharon and I'm going to hit him <laughs> on the shoulder. Like, where did you go? Uh, um, I, I'm a gosh darn werewolf. <sighs> we have a problem. Uh, yeah. 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 That is. Marginally problematic. My, I was man, I tell you, my my mouth tastes so bad it gag maggots. I don't know what I ate. Well, well we a dead squirrel and a dead chipmunk. We know what you ate. Um, well, apparently I ain't got no secrets from you fellas anymore. Uh, <laughs> anybody got my wretches? Because no. Oh, <laughs> You can borrow my pants, and I'll take mine off and hand it to him. Apparently, we're sharing secrets, all right? <laughs> I'm going to start getting dressed. Okay. Um, you're able to don your armor and get everything on. Um, it is going to take you a little while because it is heavy armor, but um, you can spend the better part, I believe it's an hour, um, kind of doing that. Um, nothing comes and attacks you. Um, during that time, I will allow you, as you're donning your armor, to take a short rest because um, it is going to take you a while to do so. Um, but um, after you do so, the day is now yours. I uh, I didn't hurt anybody, did I? Besides the chipmunk and the squirrel. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, no. Juliet's feelings. Well. She doesn't say anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> we have, aside from the village needing our help, we have personal reasons to find this alchemist. And while he's like putting on his armor, I'll kind of like hold up my forearm that's like all bandaged up and stuff. I wasn't crazy about the alchemist, but looks like we have no other choice. You too, huh? What about the. Uh... Timmy, what about you? I haven't felt anything. I was going to say, we're unsure as of yet. He... T- Timmy, you he... do notice uh, you were hit by one of the, uh, the the werewolves, and you do remember being bit on the forearm um, once, but you're not 100% sure still at this point. Um, you, Red, actually were bitten in a couple of different places, so um, that's part of the reason why the... Um, you, you're beginning to feel what appears to be an onset of whatever this um, particular 
um, condition is. And Maury, you were bitten in about 40 different places, so um, the curse kind of advanced <laughs> rather quickly on you. <laughs> what about you, short stuff? You, uh, you get bit. Not once. Oh, all right. Well, at least, at least if the three of us go crazy, you, uh, you can hopefully help us out. You guys already crazy. Oh, man. Uh, more crazy. Did uh, I mean? Do we have any idea where this this fella is? Let me check my notes here. Which fella? The alchemist. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked to Jordan, the town liar, yet. <laughs> Have you had interactions with Jordan before, Timic? I haven't, but that's how he was described to us as a town liar. Ah, okay. The town well, liar knows the alchemist. That's what I have written. Well, whatever the circumstances may be, we need to find this guy and find or woman and find them quick. Read. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want another night like that. I, I sure as heck don't want to be woken up like that again. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> that was most definitely the uh, least favorite time I've ever been woken up. Oh, you killed Roburn too, back at the tavern. Mm, yeah, it was horrible. Blood was everywhere. Oh, dear God. Does he have a wife? Three of them. What? Oh, and kids? Seven. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What am I gonna Robert is fine. Yes. <laughs> you kidding me? You didn't do it. I am just... I was just standing here naked in front of you. You think the best thing to do is make jokes? I'll just pull on your third leg. This is a very serious <laughs> time. Oh well, you know it actually looks pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could all just bite Juliet to put her in the same situation as us. I have no problem putting the sword through you. <laughs> ah, see? A jest. That was another joke. Uh... Wasn't as funny as mine. <laughs> You guys don't know if she was joking or not. <laughs> We're, we all just kind of uncomfortably like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like we wouldn't put it past the drow. So. Oh my God. We sit around the forest yeah. and wait for more mama owlbears to come attack us. Or do we get well, out of here? We head back to town. I think we should go speak with Jordan and see if there's any truth in what he has to say. Or she. We need to find Jordan. Nobody mentioned where he lives. Maybe Sylvia knows. Mayhaps. Our old man Jib. He might have to. He don't know anything. That's true. He probably doesn't even know where he put his dentures. Well, Miss Sylvia would probably appreciate a visit at the very least. Doesn't she, she have the rat problem? 
Yeah, yeah. we just don't go in the basement. It'll be mm. fine. Yeah. She had a weird pillow collection too. A pillow collection? Yeah. yeah. Really That's, weird. That was all about. What did they look like? Uh, Pillows. I, I was unsure that that was an option on things to collect. Yeah, I would have never thought to collect that. Yeah. Rest assured, she collects them. So. Well, uh, last night when I was looking at that board, it did say rats again. So uh, she might appreciate a visit anyway. <laughs> Just kind of roll my eyes. All right, let's go. Um, and you guys very easily are able to navigate your way back towards town, back to the small little outpost here of Timberwood, where, um, again, another normal day. Um, which Where are you guys going? Are you going to Sylvia? Are you trying to Jordan? What are you guys looking to do? Uh, I guess we're going to go to Sylvia's um, okay. and see if she knows where... Uh, Jordan lives. Okay. All right. I'm just getting to my notes here. Uh, it's like, oh yes, where did I nest everything again? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's always fun, right? Um, so you guys uh, very easily um, are able to find um, Sylvia's house. Um, it, um, and you're able to kind of find this kind of large, ornate-looking door um, that we described to you previously. Um, much taller than you would anticipate um, Maury and Juliet for a normal-sized individual. It's kind of a little bit taller. Um, almost at least probably an eight-foot-tall doorway as you guys kind of approach. Oh, yeah, she's right now. I, I, I warn them that she's half giant. Ah, she can't take care of all rats. Her own rat problem. She's old. And, like, I'll, I'll explain the situation as we go. It's more of a company problem than an actual rat problem. Rats are adventurers. Adventurers. He's lonely. So the adventurers bring the rats? No, she brings the rats to bring the adventurers to her door. Oh, Lord. Oh. She's she not all there, I guess. Or is she? I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, I said, is she not all there? Uh, no, she, she knows what she's doing. It's, oh, boy. You know, it's... The tactic of a lonely old woman. Yeah. But we will go give her some company. So something more I love than old people. Knock <laughs> on the door. Um, and you hear from from within inside, <laughs> um, kind of like hobbling up to the door. Um, and she kind of like creaks it open, and, and you you see um, Sylvia standing there, hair kind of tied, pulled back, um, kind of long white hair, very simple looking clothing, very disheveled and dirty. Um, she goes, "Oh yes, uh, I remember you two. Are you here for the rats again?" Maybe uh, we can take care of those for you. Um, 
but we... Oh, good. I, I, uh, I appreciate you all coming back now again. Uh, it was good the last time we saw each other. Yes. Uh, we, we actually came to ask you if you knew where uh, Jordan Fellow might reside. Jordan? Mm. Oh, he hasn't come back over here in quite some time. Um, he had been talking about a bunch of different things. It's, it's, uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the company, but he's a... He's kind of a strange fellow. You lie a lot? Well... More he just, um... He loves making up tall tales, and he likes to make up stories, but he means well. He just doesn't realize that it's... Well, not everybody takes that... Uh, some people take him a little bit more seriously than he intends, and it uh, turns into... You know, he gets himself into trouble occasionally, but he's, uh, he's harmless. Where does he reside? Well, kind of everywhere. I don't really know. I don't get out much, but I know he, uh, from what people tell me, he kind of just, uh, wanders the streets a little bit. He's not really, um, he doesn't really have a home, if that makes sense. So he... Hmm. What? Sounds like a bard. Huh? Sounds like a bard to me. <clears throat> well, I guess, but um, not a very good one. Usually, bards <laughs> tell real stories. Some of us have been better trained than others. Ah, oh, well. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you one? I have played an instrument or two in my time. Oh, I could really use a little um, a little pick me up. Can you play something for me? I surely can. And uh, those bagpipes again. I was gonna say <laughs> I can't redeem myself with these bagpipes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna unsling them and warm them up. Juliet's very scared at this point. <laughs> we're we're uh, in town. Nothing's gonna jump us here. Uh, go ahead and make a performance check. <laughs> oh my god. Forty uh, werewolves come out of the forest and all just kind of no! hold it on your position. No, um, she, you, you kind of play, and it, I mean, it, it's not bad, but it's it's also just not good either. It's um, I liken it. I would liken it to like maybe someone who is like, it's not the first time you've ever picked up a set of bagpipes, but it almost sounds like you uh, picked them up like two weeks ago and you learned a couple songs, but pretty much just like your scales and that's about it. And that's about all you really are able to muster, and you kind of like flub a couple notes, and she's just like. Oh, oh, very unique instrument. Uh, um, yes, well. Yeah, well, it uh, was okay. Good job, Sonny. And she kind of like pats you on the shoulder. And it's just like, and you like almost stumble over, even though you're tall and jacked yourself. She's, she's as tall as you, but like she is so hunched over that she actually stood up straight. She'd probably be about two or three feet taller than you. I'm just going to like kind of move over to like Moharan real quick. And he's not looking. I'm going to Eldritch Blast those bagpipes. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I, 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 and like, I'll kind of like, you know, like, re like slam or whatever and be like, I, I assure you, I, 
I can play the bagpipes. It's just, it's been mm -hmm. a trying couple of days. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I, I can, I feel you. I, those dang rats are downstairs again. They just blew up from the bagpipes. <laughs> oh, really? And she kind of like looks, and you can see there's a couple holes in the floor, and she kind of looks down like, Oh, I don't see him crawling around there. Maybe you're right. <laughs> it's at this point you guys actually all just see like, and like kind of like scurrying out from behind, uh, from the side door, like by, by where the basement is. And you can kind of see them all like kind of trailing off into, um, out in the streets there. Congratulations, Red. You scared away the rats with your bagpipes. And again, you will see Red namesake flush, <laughs> like just like. <sighs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, yes, well, uh, maybe a description of this Jordan fellow could help us on our oh, way. Oh, yeah, you know, um, um, very, he's very dirty. Um, um, uh, he's, um, it's a half-elf, dirty black hair. He's always kind of, um, he doesn't bathe much. Um, he's actually got a couple of scars down his face, too. Um, his clothes are kind of tattered, uh, kind of tied together almost like with rope and stuff like that. Uh, um, and he's got uh, a little, um, I mean, he doesn't shave because he can't. Um, so he's got like a little bit of, I mean, but it's a, he's a half elf, so it doesn't have much of a, much hair. But he's got some hair here, but, um, um, and he's got like an odd mark on his, uh, on his left eye, I believe. It almost looks like something's growing out of it. It's very strange. Very, 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 very strange. Well, sounds um, like we need to go find this crazy elf. Yes, we should on our way. Oh, you're leaving already? You don't want some tea? Uh, maybe. No, I don't think I do. Go ahead, Red. <laughs> we'll wait outside. All right, I was gonna say if you guys wanna, I'll <laughs> catch up to you later. So I'll we, can go check at, we can go check at the uh, tavern, see if they have any more information while you enjoy Sylvia's company. I <laughs> just like, kind of like resign myself and like walk in like, at least she appreciates my bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> she probably can't hear very well. Not anymore. Um, and she kind of <laughs> invites you in. She kind of invites you in. She goes, oh, now remember the story I told you about the caterpillar? Well, let me tell you something funny. <laughs> and you kind of hear the uh, the trail of their, their, their uh, her voice kind of trailing off as the um, as uh, Shirley shuts the door behind them. As um, Shirley is now keeping Sylvia company for the next little while while she talks his ear off. Um, while he's in there, what do the three of you do? Talk to yep. All right, so you guys head back to the Full Bears Pub, um, and you see Roburn kind of there, um, still kind of cleaning up, but for the most part, he's kind of done. He's actually starting to set up some of his uh, um, his workstation with a bunch of different stuff. Like uh, he does make mixed drinks here, believe it or not. He doesn't just serve stuff off the rack, so he actually has um, some lemons and some other. He's got like a really good setup here for um, what he's got going on here, and it, I mean. He's, he's well known for certain reasons, and other than the ladies, it looks like he actually is a pretty decent bartender if you ask him to do something complicated. But he's kind of setting that all up, and he's just kind of like, Oh, I see you found your friend. That's, uh, 
That's good. Are you all right, bud? You get a little bit into it? Sip drink, please. Oh, again? Um, what do you want? I want something real strong. Oh, okay. The, the, the dragon claw. One minute. And he um, kind of, he starts taking, he takes out a shaker and he grabs, like, basically almost every single um, bottle of liquor that he has, like, underneath the counter. <laughs> um, and he starts to kind of make this kind of, like, concoction of a mixture of a bunch of different stuff. He puts some other different things in it. And you actually do see that he um, makes a very stiff-looking... Um, almost um it still somehow comes out to be a red drink oddly enough even with all the different mixtures and stuff like that and he kind of garnishes it with a lemon and goes there you go sweet cheeks mm, I'll take those too. i just pound it right away uh, it, uh, me, don't end up me. like her all right that, you can most people can only handle one of those a day um you didn't learn your lesson from last night did you Nope. All right. I'm still hungover. Um, he's still he starts to kind of no, make one. one. For that. He starts to make Milk. one. Um, go ahead and make a perception check, Juliet. <laughs> like it's probably all juice. Uh, perception. There we go. Oh. Um. Yeah. So um, you actually see. He goes to take some of the same liquors and stuff like that. He pours them, but he's actually very quick about it. He goes and like cuts them off a like pretty much after like n like not even a quarter, like a tenth of an ounce basically of everything, and just kind of cuts them off um, and kind of fills it with uh, some other different looking juices and stuff like that. Garnishes it the same way and hands it to you. I down it. Ah! <laughs> now listen, Milky, Milky said, and he kind of he grabs a he grabs a glass and he actually. Um, almost like he did the last time with the water, he kind of like reaches down into like what appears to be some sort of slosh bucket and he kind of picks it up and he goes, just squeeze it this morning. There you go. There you go, Juliet. That'll make you feel oh. better. Nope. <laughs> oh, I, I this made me feel better. I feel like it's at this point that like Red comes in, he's just like, oh, that's the worst tea ever. And just like grabs the milk and... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you drank the milk because I wasn't gonna drink it. Um, right, it's uh, kind of sour, um, but um, it's all right. You don't have to make a con save or anything like that. It just kind of tastes different than uh, cow's milk. So, uh, I was expecting. What about Jordan? We're looking for somebody. Oh yeah, Jordan. You find him yet? No. No. Um, you typically, well, I assume that's why you're here. You want me to tell you where he is, basically, right? That's how it works. Yeah, we already know what he looks like. Yeah. Oh, well, good. That'll help you a little bit. Um, there's a couple of little alleyways he uh, kind of frequents. What? We already heard that if he's, uh, if he's talking, he's lying. Is that right? Generally speaking, but, um, this is the first time that you guys have all mentioned, uh, something that he actually corroborated, uh, being that alchemist. At least existing. Whether or not he really knows anything about it is a different question. Sure. Now, I know you might not know exactly where he's at, but you know uh, places he favors, uh, places uh, his type around here might be found? 
Uh, yeah, there's a there's a couple places. Um, if you go between um, house number 12 and 13, um, there's a little bit of an alleyway down there where he kind of tends to hang out. Uh, there's sometimes he can be found during the day um, around some of the. Uh, sometimes we get some um, pop up um, salesman types kind of around. Oh boy, there we go. Right. Uh, we get some pop up salesman types. Uh, now everybody's all in the wrong order, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> we get some pop up salesman types around here, but uh, I am um, <laughs> Otherwise, um, he'll, and it'll kind of beg around there a little bit, but otherwise he's uh, usually between twelve and thirteen. Right. Oh, I'm red. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's all moved around. I now have I now have cure wounds. <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I actually, I was going to say you do not. All right. Well, let's uh, let's head down that way. See what we can find. And um, you are able to do so. Um, which, where are you headed first? Are you guys headed, uh, 13, uh, 12 and 13, or are you guys headed to, uh, the market? I think 12, 13 first. What do you guys think? Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Nothing like a seedy dark alley to have a lion dirt bag. Yeah, I mean, it's... Down liar. It's still early enough that, uh, he probably hasn't started his rounds yet. Might even find him sleeping. Who knows? Anything's possible. Uh, so you guys are able to head down. Twelve and thirteen aren't too far. Um, and like I said, like these these houses are literally numbered one, two, three, four. There's not a whole lot of uh, buildings here, but you are kind of able to find this um, area between uh, buildings twelve and thirteen. Um, and you walk down there. Um, you guys are able to find. Um, you guys find what kind of appears to be like a, a little crate that's been kind of hollowed out. Um, you find like kind of an old blanket and a couple of like different um, little personal tchotchkes and stuff like that. Some like scraps of bones. Um, but mm -hmm. otherwise, there's no one here. Oddly enough. Looks like we were wrong. He must have started out early today. Mm -hmm. um, it is kind of getting closer to middle of the afternoon. You guys, between heading out into the woods to find Maury and then coming back here, Sylvia talked your ear off for about an hour, and then um, between like conversating with uh, Roburn and your drinks and stuff like that, it's been a little while. So you guys are kind of getting into the early after mid afternoon. So he's uh, he's um, it's no longer morning. All right, then to the market we go. All right, and you guys do so. So. Um, as you guys kind of approach, there are, um, you kind of hear the sounds of the blacksmith that, um, freak that's here that you guys haven't visited. You can hear the sounds of the anvil being tink, tink. Um, but you also do see, as you're kind of walking through, you see um, what appears to be um, a merchant. A large, kind of portly looking fellow kind of standing there. Um, he's got like a long um, kind of green cape, brown vestments with a little like kind of white like undershirt. Small goatee, um, kind of a uh, kind of long black hair um, that kind of ends like down here, and he kind of goes, "Oh, step right up, step right up, you, you, sir, you look like you need some help with that beard right there. You look like you need a little bit of help. I've got the special tonic for you, my friend. I got this thing right here. I'll make it grow a full, full beard." And he's actually pointing at you, Maury. Maury, I didn't know you had a beard. 
a beard. <laughs> you think I should grow a beard? Absolutely. I mean, it would definitely accentuate the kind of sharp features of your, uh, you're a dragonborn, right? I just kind of look at myself and then look up at him. No, I'm just a really big kobold. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. I guess I was wrong. But still, can really kind of accentuate that jawline, especially if it's well-groomed like you see in my eye. Uh, all right, well, let me tell you just before we get started, I have no money. Not a dollar. Oh. Or not a, not a cent. Nothing. Ah. So... Uh, I mean, we can continue this conversation if you're feeling uh, charitable. But I uh, assume a man of your stature uh, finds a use for coin. And, well, I got none. Yeah, okay. Um, you there, sir. Come on, step right up. And he's already ignoring you guys. <laughs> um, in the corner, you actually see... Good job, uh, You actually see a uh, um, half-elven-looking uh, individual, dirty black hair, um, kind of a small uh, little goatee kind of growing. Uh, he's got a small scar down the front of his face, and he's kind of just like sitting there, kind of like, like kind of like um, he's like holding um, something in his hand. But he's not 100 percent sure. You, you can't really tell from where you're standing, at least. Hey, there he is. Uh, hey, Timic, you want to uh, tackle him? Turn into that spider again, sneak over there, and see what he's doing. Mm, I think yeah, he might. I think he might uh, stay a little bit more in character if uh, we sneak up on him other than four uh, scary-looking people coming up and just walking up to him. How far away are we from him? Um, He's about 20, 30 feet away from you guys right now. All right, I'll turn into a spider. I'll tell tell Maury before I turn into a spider to throw me at him. All right. All right, so I'll turn into a spider. So... Okay, so point of order. Are you being thrown as a spider or are you yes. being thrown mid-flight and, and no, then no, no, you're no, turning no. into a spider? <laughs> uh, I guess you can do that. Um, okay. Um, nah, we'll just, we'll just throw a spider. You're going to throw we'll a spider. We'll play Maury, what's the trajectory on your throw? <laughs> uh, I want to... I'm going to kind of just do like an underhand toss to get him close, okay. but not right at him. I don't want to like chuck him high so that he has the chance of crashing down. It's a little soft toss. Okay, a little soft toss. Um, either way, um, I'm still gonna need a dexterity saving throw from Spider Timic. So uh, roll a d20 and add a uh, add two to it. Yeah, 16. Um, with that, you're able to kind of land on your eight feet and not take any fall damage, luckily, um, as you're kind of hucked over um, into the general direction. You're able to kind of sneak up and you kind of can hear um, him kind of going like, he's, he's, he's coming for everyone. He's, they're all going to be like them. But they don't believe. They don't believe me. And you see he's kind of like fidgeting almost like with a little piece of like, um, with a little 
piece of uh, kind of like um, wheat or something like, like just a piece of like grass or something like that. He's kind of just like, he's kind of almost like rubbing away into nothing. Am I like on his lap? Um, you're at this point, like he's sitting down on the ground. So like you're like at his foot. You can still kind of see him and hear him. And he like, like within your spider's limits, you can still hear him from that far away. He doesn't notice that you're there. Um, you actually do notice kind of crawling around him a couple of other um, different insects, a little bit smaller than you, and probably you'd be a predator to them um, that are kind of like crawling a little bit in his vicinity and direction, um, kind of snacking on what appears to be almost like a toe fungus that's kind of like on, on his feet. Um, <laughs> otherwise, though, he doesn't notice you. I'm going to crawl up onto his lap. Okay. Um, crawling up onto his lap? Um, go ahead and... Give me a um, stealth check with advantage. Um, so, dex. Uh, so make a plus four for stealth. Plus four for stealth. Yep. D twenty plus four with advantage. I don't know how to type in advantage. So I'll just, um, do just it. roll a D twenty. Yeah, just do it twice. No need. Um, so you, unless you natural twenty, I mean, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, can't crit on a skill check. Um, so you um, you were able to kind of crawl up, and um, he doesn't really kind of notice um, doesn't notice your intentions of kind of getting to where you want to get to, basically. Um, and he kind of still is just kind of shaking there, rocking like the wolf men come, the wolf men keep coming. Someone must stop it. Someone must stop. All right, I hear him say, "Someone must stop it," and I. Turn back into a dwarf, right on his lap. Okay. Um, as soon as I see that, I'll start walking over. Yep. yep. <laughs> and he kind of like kind of tries to crawl away from you. Get to him, hand yeah. on his shoulder. I'm here to help you stop the wolf man. <laughs> You know about the Wolfman? I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Tell us what you know about the Wolfman. Why don't we go talk somewhere a little more private? Um. Uh, make like, a persuasion like check. your alleyway. Make a persuasion check. Uh, make a it's persuasion or intimidation, whichever one you want. Nine. Um, so he's just kind of like, huh. so, he kind of just continues to back away a little bit and kind of has to crawl uh, away. I'll like reach into my pack, very, like very slowly, like you know, give him like the it's okay, and then I'll pull out like it says I have two sets of like fine clothes, so I'll pull out like a nice jacket or shirt or something and kind of be like. If you talk to us, if you tell us what you know about the Wolfman, you can have this. And like, I'll I'll offer it to him like before. Okay. I turn uh, to, to Juliet and say, "I thought he was gonna pull out those daggone bagpipes again." No, break them <laughs> when he's not looking. I'm gonna break them. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Twenty-three. Mm, that's better. That. You give me the you'll give me the jacket. Yeah, and I I hand it to him. He just kind of Oops. just kind of grabs it and goes. 
Okay. Follow me. Quickly. Yeah, Don't make any don't. sudden movements. And he just kind of, he leads you back into his alleyway. Between 12 and 13, um, he kind of walks on over. He kind of like sets the jacket down and just puts it down and goes, okay. well, what, do, what do you want? What do you want? What, what do you want to know? Where is the alchemist? You, you know about him too. He, he, he's been, He's been coming around here. I, 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 I followed him one time. Um, he, he's, I, I followed him um, in, into the woods. Um, there's, there's a cave, but he's, he's, got, he's got people there. And I, um, I, I didn't want to go any further. Um, but he, he, he has a, he has a, a, a place um, in a cave. He does He's been, I, I, I can take you if if you want um to this cave. It's it's kind of far. Um but I, I, I can take you. you. You're not gonna hurt me, right? No. No, we're here to help you. Okay. Um but yeah, he he um he has a cave. Um if uh um do, do you want to go now? Or, I mean... Yeah, now's good. Uh, oh, okay. That would be great. Oh, 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 okay. Um, um, be careful. Um, come. And he kind of, uh, begins to lead you, um, kind of out of town. Um, you get a few looks, um, as you kind of leave town, um, People um, kind of look and see what's happening. They see Jordan kind of leading a group of four people, and they just kind of go, "Don't get these people killed, Jordan." Sh- shut up. It's real this time. And he kind and he kind of continues, um, um, continues his way forth, um, um, leading you guys out into the woods. Um, do they do this to you often, Jordan? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I know what it's like to be different. Thank you. Lead the way. Okay. Um, and he continues to kind of lead your way, lead your lead the lead the way. <laughs> English. English. Um, Words words things stuff like that um he continues to lead the way um you guys continue to meander into the woods um it takes um as you guys are kind of traveling over the better part of an hour um he seems to kind of um kind of stops for a second and he kind of like looks around like he's trying to remember something takes a moment I think, I think it's this way. Think? Hold on. He kind of like starts to look, he's like, um, you, nice lady. Can you help me for a second? Um, 
and um, he kind of like is like looking for. He's like, I know it's it's either this way or this way, but I don't remember. Um, I should be able to find. Um, go ahead and give me a survival check with advantage, as he's kind of trying to remember, um, kind of like the tracks that he left before. Ten. Okay. Um, he goes. Yeah, this way, this way, and he kind of then continues to kind of go along um, and lead you off in a direction. Um, as you guys kind of continue going out that way, um, you guys um, make your way. Um, as you guys kind of approach um, another hour and a half of travel, um, he you can start to hear the sounds of um, these people, like the sounds of kind of like, um, and as day turns to night, you hear the sounds of like, kind of like this, like cackling. Like, <laughs> and like, um, it's like, no, Agatha, that's not how it goes. And you can, um, so I'm going to also need a, oh, you guys can hear this kind of, it's not like they're kind of being quiet, but you can hear kind of off in the distance the sounds of um, what sounds like three individuals talking. Um, they haven't heard, seen you, seen you or heard you yet um, at this point, um, but it is up to you what you wish to do. What the heck is that? Can we see them yet? Or we can just hear them? Um, you can just hear them. All right. Well, that's a little bit... Uh discomforting yeah jordan you uh know what the heck that is no at the alchemist no that's he kind of like stops for a second and his eyes get kind of big like we should we should go we should stay here Timic, can you turn back into a spider? Yeah. Or maybe a fly. Oh, I can't fly. Oh. Uh, I can turn into a fly. I can just walk, though. Those inconspicuous bug like a beetle or something something maybe we can have him just go here and not turn into a his, his dwarf form stare at him what about just like a cat cat would be perfect what happens if these are like people that sacrifice cats what if the people that sacrifice spiders? Because they won't be able to see the spider very well. But if you want to be a cat... Why not a chihuahua? They're stealthy. They're small, yes. <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard of forest cats. I don't know if I've ever heard of a forest chihuahua. <laughs> I've never heard of a forest chihuahua. Actually, sounds like a pretty nifty thing, but maybe if we're looking for uh, a little bit of secrecy, uh, a cat or uh, something of that sort might be better. Okay. 
happen. Guess I can do that for you. What do you want me to do? You want me to sneak over there and see what it is? Yeah, just see what these three are talking about. Okay, I'll turn into a cat then and I'll make my way over there. <laughs> okay. I'll turn uh, to the group if anything happens to this, to Timic. I will shove this blade in their throat. You really like cats. No, I just... <laughs> Timic has grown on me. And Literally. I, and I don't want anything bad to happen to him. All right. All right, All right. so I'm going to stealth over there. Okay, uh, go and give me a stealth check with your cat. With cat stealth. Cat stealth. Hey, Natural 20, plus four. Um, so you're able to kind of sneak over there into um, this area. You actually, um, what color cat do you choose to be? Uh, black. Black cat, okay. Um, as you kind of, and which is very appropriate for the cover of night. Um, as you continue to kind of move, meander your way closer, you can see um, these three um, individuals. They look humanoid, um, but they're all kind of like hunched over in front of this kind of like large um, kind of black cauldron. Um, and they seem to be like, like taking different pieces of something and they're just kind of like throwing them in there and it goes, no, that's not how it works. It's not going to do that way. And you can see one of them just kind of like hits the other one upside the head. Um, and then the other one's kind of like, ah, now we got to start this whole thing all over again. And that's what you hear right now. <clears throat> we, should, we should definitely. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll wait another couple of minutes to see if they say anything else. I'll just stay in the same spot I'm at. Okay. Uh, while he's doing that, I am going to sit and start to ritually cast Detect Magic. Okay. Yep, you can start detecting magic from over the next 10 minutes. Um, now we gotta find a whole. We gotta find another elk to bleed out into this thing. I'll turn. Was that a creature say elk? I'm going to summon my sword. Okay. <laughs> Sword's out. And I am just ready in action if anything happens. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to start out. Well, we could try something else. I don't know. This one was going to take us at least another week or two to figure out. We could do something easier. Well, let's see. And they kind of like, one of them's like, kind of sits down and goes, Oh, you and your books again? Don't even bother. I remember one that my mother used to do. I, I've got this. And you can see her kind of like, okay, first we need... Well... Hmm. What does that book say about, um... Uh, the green one, the green potion. Yeah, that one, that one, yeah. The green potion, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they kind of continue to kind of, just kind of, it seems like they're a group of, uh, the more you kind of sit around, you definitely can sense that these individuals kind of like are around each other a lot and they might um, be related. It seemed like they would be hostile. 
You have no way of determining that at this point. They don't mm -hmm. appear hostile. Do they have? I mean, other than pump? towards each other than towards each other, they don't have. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check because you are kind of a little bit of ways away here, kind of stealthing, staying kind of a little bit back away from this clearing in order to be able to discern this. Um, you can actually see as they're kind of meandering around, you actually are able to tell that um, none of them have any actual weapons on them. As you kind of look closer, um, they all appear to be very, very old looking, like almost, and they have kind of like wrinkles. Um, they all have kind of like white hair. They look very similar, kind of like knobby looking fingernails with really long, um, really knobby looking finger, um, finger knuckles with very long fingernails that kind of come out almost like little claws, um, or big claws, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and um, there appears to be a bunch of different, like, um, pieces of different, like, animals and creatures. Like, there seems to be a, a couple eyes. There's um, a frog, like, frog legs. There's also a couple other different things. There's, like, a heart of some creature. You're not really sure what it is. There's a bunch of different things that they're kind of all kind of just like throwing in this cauldron trying to create something. Would you say this is a small campfire? It is a very small campfire, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all good. I'm just waiting to see if... Uh... I'm like eyeballing to make sure Timmy comes back, like mm -hmm. with some information here. Yeah, I'll go back. Okay. I feel like I'm not gaining any more information. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check um, on your way back. Um, as you kind of meander your way back as, in your cat form, um, try to be as agile as you can, you actually, at one point, you actually step on a stick. And you guys are like, huh? What was that? Mabel, you go check it out. Ah, it's probably nothing. And, they, and she kind of sneaks out um, and kind of follows you in that direction. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to go to break. Um, so anyways, um, yeah. So um, I want to thank Ashley for sticking it out. We're actually right at 10 o'clock. So she's actually going to be jumping over to Jasper's game day right now. Um, so we'll actually finish out the rest of today's session with just the three folks here. Um, for the free dice giveaway that we were telling you guys about, or I forgot to tell about probably at the top of the show, we are still doing that. Um, so um, today's code word, uh, see your code word, owlbear. So put owlbear there in the chat. Um, make sure you're also a follower of the channel for your chance to win those free dice, and we'll see you in a little bit. If something happens to Timic, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. See you guys after the break. And welcome back, everyone. So, the winner of the dice giveaway is actually going to be Bumpy Crow. Bumpy Crow, congratulations. Uh, I will be getting that out to you here very shortly. Um, but... Last we left off, you guys were um, um, being, on, let me just get the uh, amazing sounds going here. You guys were on your way, um, um, Mabel was on her way, um, following you, Timic, um, um, and just like, kind of just continue to follow you. Um, 
kind of towards the group and um, I need everybody if you're choosing to stay hidden or try to hide to give me a stealth check please I actually would like to make a I don't know. Would it be deception or performance check uh, to do like a faint musical noise with prestidigitation like away from us? Away from you. Um... You might stay away if you play those bagpipes. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna use. I'm gonna strap them on my shield now. (laughs) Every time you get hit. (laughs) Um. Okay. Um. For that. Um. I'm gonna need you to give me a. What is uh what is the uh, components for uh, prestidigitation? Is there a um... verbal and somatic? Okay, for this I'm still gonna have you give me a stealth check because what you're attempting to do is to try to um, throw her off, but she could still also sense the fact that you're casting a spell too if she can hear you. So go ahead and give me a deception check, or not a deception check. Sorry, um, uh, stealth check. Thirteen. Oh. Um, not as good as the other one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hey, yeah, no, not as good as the other one. The other one's a natural twenty, but that stinks. Um, so she, um, you kind of like, uh, what's the sound you're making with your prestidigitation? So like, uh, like, like I don't know, like a, like a bone wind chimes or something, like kind of like, okay, off, like kind of almost back towards like where she came from okay um so you do that and she um kind of goes nice try whoever's out there (laughs) i know you're out there i'm coming well and she kind of continues to meander on and goes and she actually does see you surely and um did you try to hide nope you tried (laughs) (laughs) He just like pulled a branch down in front of his face. Like, I was like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, hello there, children. Would I realize what, what kind you... of creature this is? Uh, or aberration fiend based. Is it aberration or fiend based? No. That's it. That's it? Okay. Um, she kind of like looks to the two of you and goes well what are you all doing way out here in the middle of the woods this late at night come come my sisters will want to meet you that's okay we're looking for an alchemist and uh ah. if you're having enough trouble of your own yeah Agatha's a pretty shitty potion maker, if you tell me. If, well, potion, poison, whatever the case may be. But, um, <clears throat> but, um, no, I mean, I, I kind of know. Oh, hello, Jordan. How are you doing? Fine. 
How's that little flower growing on your face? Do you enjoy it? Itches. Well, give it some time. It'll it'll bloom just fine. Oh my word. Okay. <sighs> little flower face. Now, you said you were looking for this alchemist. Sure, indeed. Yes. Well, luckily you ended up kind of in the right track, although you veered a little off course. You see, he's up that way. Now, are you sure we couldn't help you with anything else? Maybe there's something that you've always wanted to try or do, or... Maybe, do you have an uh, issue with the alchemist? Eh. Well, he has been taking away some of the really good bits lately. I'd appreciate it if you could, you know... You no, know, kill him. You know, make him fuck off out of here. That'd be great. And it's at this point the other two sisters kind of come up and goes, Oh, Mabel, what'd you find over there? Oh, just some people wandering through the woods. Come on. And um, you see these other two um, kind of meander their way up there. Um, Mabel herself, as you kind of examine her closely, she has... Um, it's not doing what I want it to do. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, um, as you kind of look at um, Mabel, she kind of has this like, um, looks very similar to her sister's, but she kind of has this like um, reddish kind of skin. Um, Agatha has this uh, kind of green skin, and then Roberta, who she interested in, this is Roberta! Yeah, like Roberta. And um, Roberta kind of comes up, she has this kind of like blue skin, She's uh, and but they all kind of look very similar, and with the same kind of white hair and the knobby fingernail fingers and um, sharp clawed, clawed fingers, and they're kind of like, Roberta goes, ah, you guys go screw yourselves. I'm going to stay over here. All right, fine. And they both kind of walk up, walk up to you and, um, Agatha and Mabel, that is, and they both kind of like, yes. Like I was, sis, I was telling these, uh, these, uh, three of these individuals, and she kind of looks at you, um, in your cat form and just kind of like, Gives a little wink at you. I was just telling the three of these fine gentlemen that, uh, and, uh, well, obviously we have Jordan here as well, and this, um, this, uh, drow woman here about, um, some things we could offer them if they'd be willing, you know, for a price, obviously. Are you all interested? Really... We need to speak to the alchemist. Um, <clears throat> I think that's more import right now. We may have imbibed one of his potions accidentally, and it's having some stuff we'd like to talk to him about. Ah, one of you is a werewolf, eh? I can smell it on, uh, well, I can smell it on three of you, actually. If you guys, if, uh, this one very much, and she kind of points at you, Maury. Uh, it's like, this one very much so. Um, yeah, no, no, um, tell you what, you can take care of him for us. We can, uh, get you the cure that you need. All of you, the three of you. Do I believe her? Give me an insight check. I'm actually, just because I really want to know this, I am going to, before you tell me anything, mm -hmm. I am going to add 
So now it's a 28. Okay. Um, you can tell that she, she appears to be being sincere, although there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of layer to what she's saying. So she's not necessarily deceiving you, but she's also, like, not telling you everything, if that makes sense. You kind of get that from, like, the kind of the way she kind of inflects the way she speaks, so that she's like, if you're doing me this favor, I'll, I'll help you out. So I, I know basically that she she has a cure. I just don't know what it's going to cost me or anybody else or what it's going to entail. Exactly. All right. Okay. Well, when you say uh, we take care of him, you mean just uh, skedaddle him on out of here? Or you mean to... No, kill him! Kill him! We need him gone! Okay. Yeah, that's right. We need him gone. Yeah, we need him gone. Yep, 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 yep. Need him gone. Oh, point is in the right direction. If you can... Uh, he did. He's that way. If you can cure us of this, we'll, uh, we'll cure you of what you need. My goodness, you're long-winded boy. He's that way. Go, go, go kill him. Good. Yeah, all right. I just take... I start walking the way she's pointing. Yeah. Okay. 100% just like... Out. Okay. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, she she definitely can cure us. I just don't know what it's gonna cost us, what it's gonna do to us, entail. I mean, she 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 has a cure, but she's hiding something. So I'm I'm gonna wait until we're. Well, I assumed we're walked away and like. Yeah, you guys are you guys are now far enough away, and Jordan kind of looks at you and is like, oh, that was. That was close. They, last time they, they, well, this happened. They said they can make me look beautiful. I didn't really imagine that this is what they meant. Yeah, like that. Eggs. She'll get rid of our, uh, our wolf problem, but, uh, it may come with something we don't like. Exactly. I say we go see what the alchemist has to offer before making any deals with the likes of them. I, uh, I'm in agreement with that. I feel like it'll be easy enough to inform them the ire of three hags is not something they wish and they'll be ready to move on quickly enough after that. All right, we'll keep heading this way and see what happens. Okay. Um, so, so you guys all continue to... Sorry, go ahead. I just want to ask Jordan, like, the Alchemist's not, like, violent, right? Like, they're not, like... I mean, they, they have a business, right? Like, that's why they're out here? No. He's... He's been very shifty. The only reason I was able to, well... He kind of wandered past my alley one day, night, and I was able to follow him. But he's—he doesn't run a business. He hides out in this cave. 
I, I don't know what he does in there, but he doesn't sell things. Uh, that complicates things marginally. We'll see what it looks like when we get there. <clears throat> and can continue on, like, I mean, like, while we're walking, I would be talking yeah, to him. Yeah, no, and as you guys continue to walk, um, Jordan kind of, like, um, get, you get to a point where you guys get close to the mouth of this, um, of a cave, and Jordan kind of goes, he, he, last I saw him, he was in there. I, 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 I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in there. Understandable. You stay here. That time. Know roughly how many men he has with him? I don't, I don't even know if they're men. I just know that he had things. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Um. <clears throat> All right. Lady, will you stay with me? Yes, darling, don't worry. I will stay with you. And um Juliet and um kind of and Jordan kind of like spend some time just that, and she kind of like protect like stays there to protect him and stay back. All right. Well, okay. Let's uh who I'll tell you what. <clears throat> And I can't tell you this in character, but I'm still a cat, so I can go in there and like try to look around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I assume we'd see you like still walking with us or what have you. Um, yeah, so I just kind of point then, seeing the cat. Yeah, I'll stealth in a little ways. Yeah. Okay. And go. Okay. Um, go ahead and um, give me a stealth check. And then um, does your cat form have dark vision? Doesn't say. Doesn't so say. So that would be no, yeah. Okay. Um, so as you kind of enter this cave, you can see, um, with what little, you can see that there's actually a little bit of light in here that's kind of reflecting off, um, the cave walls in here. You can see what appears to be kind of a small, um, as you kind of enter this cave, a small little campfire in the corner. Um, it's very hard to kind of get the details inside here. Um, but you're able to kind of see, um, as you kind of enter the mouth of this cave, um, this little flickering light, um, that kind of... Um, you can see reflecting off the walls and you're kind of like in this kind of like tunnel kind of heading your way in um, and that's what you can see right now. You also do see what appears to be kind of shadows kind of moving almost like cutting the light off um, and then it flares back up again um, as you're kind of meandering your way down this little tunnel. Okay, there's no, no movement? Uh, no movement in the tunnel that you're in right now. None of them, if there's anything in here, uh, well, you can assume that there's some sort of creatures up ahead. Um, they haven't sensed your presence right now. Okay. I don't hear anything. Um, you hear um, kind of the crackling of this uh, of this fire. 
um, or the source of light, it actually is the sound of a campfire. And you can actually hear the sounds of what almost found, um, sounds like croaking, like kind of in the distance. Can I go a little further? Yep. Um, you go a little bit further and you kind of find yourself at the mouth of this kind of larger area here in this cave. Um, go ahead and give me another um, stealth check as you kind of creep a little bit more forward. Good. Um, sticking kind of to the shadows and stuff like that in your black cat form, you're able to kind of keep yourself hidden. As you kind of walk in, you actually see three of these kind of green looking frog type humanoid individuals kind of all meandering around um, this campfire kind of all like speaking in a language that you don't really quite understand um, just generally having some sort of conversation just <laughs> Okay, I'll go back out of the cave and I'll go back to being a dwarf and I'll let them know. Okay. Um, and for the sake of this, I'll just have you go ahead and you can do that. Um, so you are able to kind of meander your way back out of the cave and back to the group uh, without issues. <laughs> Frog people. Frog people. Are, are, are they we... more dangerous than dog people? Possibly. <laughs> hmm. Are are we so close enough that we can talk to Jordan? Um. Yeah, you are. So I would just ask him, be like, what what does the alchemist look like, or what did he look like when you saw him? Um. It's it was hard hard to tell. Um. <clears throat> he kind of wore this mask. Um, over his face, um, this white mask with a um, kind of with a cloak over him um, that kind of covered him, and it was a uh, it was um, somewhat kind of like a um, kind of like a reddish kind of cloak that kind of wore around in like kind of this like white mask. It was hard to really tell what what he was or like who he was or anything. All right, then. We have our best description of the alchemist. We know there's three of them, you said, Timic? Three frog folk. You didn't see any sign of the alchemist? I didn't go past the frog folk. All right. Well, I mean, our only choices are to do this now or do it in the morning and who knows if or what will happen to us tonight. Agreed. I'm uh I'm I'm prepared to do it now if uh if the two of you are. I guess so. I am. Do we need right. to take uh Anybody need to take, you know, a quick 30 minutes to an hour, just kind of sit, reflect, figure anything out, or are you guys ready to go right now? I think a short rest would be good. Let me take a quick yeah, look. I'm kind of tired. I don't think I can 
shapeshift again. Okay. Yeah. If, if need that, then <clears throat> we'll just kind of keep watching. Yeah. You go ahead and take a break. I'll keep my eye open. Okay. Okay. Um, so, more you're keeping watch. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Get out of your cat. God, so annoying. Solid. Um, Shirley, are you helping on this one or no? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and give me a perception check as well. Solid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, everything seems to be quiet. Everything seems to be good. Um, as you kind of um, sit there reflecting, kind of taking your short rest over the next course of the next hour, um, you guys don't really notice anything in particular, and um, the hour goes by uneventful. Okay. All right. I'm going <clears> to <throat> just go kind of like huddle up with Timic and Mori and all right, guys, we got to do this quick and we got to be clean. And uh, if we see the alchemist, try and take him alive. If you can't, if it endangers, you know, your life, um, then just take him down. And you each get uh, 1d6 Bardic Inspiration. That'll burn both of mine. Okay. How long does the Bardic Inspiration last? Is it just You just have it and that's it? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. So, so you guys can add that to attack roll, saving throw, um, damage, or you can use it as a reaction for your AC. I don't think you can use it as damage. For the Ballard Bard, you can. Ah, yes, you can. That's right. Um, so you guys can take your D6 Bard against Ration Die. And um, what's your plan here, guys? I say we just, I say we just go in and, and try to talk first off. I don't, I don't think sneaking in is going to help anybody, and I don't think rushing in is either. I don't know those frog people can talk. I was gonna say because he explained to him to us that they're not speaking the same language, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not speaking a language that you understand. No. Yeah, I'm assuming this is a hostile situation. Like we're going in here to kick in the door situation and grab the alchemist if we can. All right, I'm on board. All right. Let's okay. do this. Okay. Um, what's the marching order as you guys come through here? As as just so you can keep in mind as you're kind of coming through this tunnel, it is a it is um, ten feet wide, so two people can be in front, but one of you guys has to be in the back. I can be in the back. I'll be I in the front. Yeah, I'll, I'll go shoulder to shoulder. I can use my shield finally. So good. <laughs> um, all right. Um, and is there any kind of tact that you guys are using as you kind of enter? If, uh, if we're planning on uh, right before we go in, if we're planning on just flat killing these frogs, or are we gonna talk to them first? Let's walk down there and see what they do. I was gonna say, yeah, we'll we'll give them one chance. If they make any kind of threatening move, we're taking them out. All right, sounds good. Okay. So. As you guys approach um, the entrance of this cave, um, 
Are you guys doing so stealthy? You're just walking right in. Nope, just yeah. walking up. As we're walking okay. in, I'll go ahead and I don't know if it's gonna matter, but I got it. I might as well do it. I'll just go ahead and cast uh, protection from good and evil on myself. Okay. All right, you're able to cast protection from good and evil. As you guys walk in, um, these frog people um, notice your presence. They go. And they all, um, as you walk in, um, kind of darting around, looking at each other, they all start rushing you guys to attack. I need everyone to roll initiative. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. No. Finally, I do a good initiative. Sure. All right. All right. And let me get the music right. I'm glad you get us here. These things too. Maybe we'll get the music. Right. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Good. All right. Um, this will start our combat off. Um, start of initiative order. Timic, um, as you guys kind of walk in, this area is pretty dark. Um, the only light be um, being given off is actually over here, but it is enough to eliminate the chamber enough so you guys can all see. Timic, with that being said, what do you do? Um, I'm going to move up. Um like 10 feet let's see 5 10 15 feet in front of mori i can move it okay yep you can go ahead and move it go there and then i will don't want to whip that guy which one is that uh if you press and hold it'll pin it ping it that one right there okay go ahead and thorn whip Um, for 15, that hits um, for one piercing damage. And I will uh, pull it 10 feet towards me. You'll pull it 10 feet towards you. All right, so you pull it directly one 10 feet towards you. Boom. Awesome. So you're able to kind of, you see this kind of like, um, what? how does it come out? Do you kind of mutter anything or you just kind of extend it from your, um, from your hand? Just comes out the end of my staff. Nice. And you guys all see this kind of like um, very long, twisty green vine just kind of come out and actually grab onto this uh, onto this um, frog person and just kind of wrap around his foot and kind of drag him down. He kind of like starts like trying to scratch him behind and try to keep himself upright. Um, ending your turn? Um, and then I will use... Um, one second. Um... Oh, it didn't willingly move into the space, so I can't do that. All right, no, I'm also done. Okay. Um, that's going to bring us to this guy back here. This guy, um, kind of seeing everything that's going on, is going to... Um, he's going to have to walk around, but he can still get up there. Um, he is going to move up to you, um, Timic, and he is going to go ahead and attack you. Um, he's going to attack you with his dagger. Okay. That is going to be a 15 to hit. That hits. Okay. Um, 
All right, you take five piercing damage, which I will throw in, and then I need a constitution saving throw. I put your five damage in for you. Constitution save 19. You're fine. Um, that's going to end its turn. You actually see, um, and as it's kind of stabs into you and kind of catches you, you uh, um, feel like the pulse of like some sort, they're almost like the being in contact with this creature causes, um, causes you to feel some sort of like sickening feeling in your bloodstream. You kind of feel like, Oof, but you're able to kind of like, uh, kind of shrug it off and um, to no effect. Um, brings us to Mori. Oh, hold on. When it entered my 10 foot radius, it needs, I'm going to have it make a constitution saving throw. Okay. That is going to be a 21. Yeah, so that succeeds. So nothing. Okay. Okay. Um, more you moved. I'm going to move over there and uh, see if I can find it. I'm going to do my uh, breath attack. Ooh, you're going to do breath attack. Okay. Um, go ahead and it should be under your spells, I want to say, is where I put it. Oh, or maybe no. I think I put it somewhere. It was in your spells, and then it, now it's gone. So, um, death weapon. Um, so I've got to make Constitution saving throw for both of them. It looks like. Yes. Okay. First one. It's gonna be a thirteen. So the DC is a fourteen, so that'll fail. Okay, and the other one's a natural one. All right, so they will take 2d6 acid damage. Acid damage. That's five. Five acid damage. So each of these guys take five acid damage. This is the first time you guys have seen this. Uh, actually, no, no, it's not. Um, but you see this big gout of just, like, vile... Um, what color is your acid? Uh, it's like a lime green, almost the color of my dice. A mm -hmm. uh, nice lime green that kind of just like gouts out of the mouth of Mori and just um, and kind of gets on these um, little frogmen. They're like um, kind of panicking there in place, um, but uh, they take the damage. They're looking, um, they're pretty I, looking uh, haggard. I uh, just to know for future, if I do the sharpened attack to add okay. damage, does that would that add it to both of my breath attack? Um, from my understanding, I believe sharpened attack only works when you use a weapon attack. Melee. Technically, yeah, like a melee weapon or a ranged weapon. Your breath weapon is like a special attack. So that is... Yeah, that'll be it for me. Okay. Um, that's going to bring us to one of these other... And everyone's almost in the right spot. All right, anyway, so we're going to keep going. <laughs> um, so apparently this frog just, like, completely wrecked the game. Um, but he's going to try and go ahead and use his dagger to attack you, um, Timic. What did that do? That's what he was trying to do originally. Uh, that's going to be an 18 to hit. That hits. Okay, that's going to be six points of pierce damage, and I need another constitution saving throw. Um, this thing is all messed up. <laughs> hmm... I can yeah. roll for you if you need me to. This thing's saying I have like 3,000 health and stuff. I can just yeah. type it. I'll roll. I can roll it for you. That's accurate. 
Um, that, that is an eight. Um, so you actually take an extra three poison damage as the um, coming into contact with this creature causes you to kind of um, feel that kind of same feeling again. Are you? Oh yeah, you are immune to poison. You're right because you're a silly dwarf person. Is it immune uh, or resistant? Yeah, uh, I can get any of this thing. I think you're yeah, you're damage. damage resistant, so you take one poison damage. Okay. So I'll fix that for you. Um, Are you so jacked up? Oof. All right, Oof. awesome. And then um, that's gonna end his turn. Um, bring us back over here. Bring us the other guy. The other guy. Um, he's gonna meander his way over there. Although he has a little bit of ways to travel, he can still get there. Um, he's gonna come up to you, Shirley. All right. He'll surely come up to you, and he's going to also attack you with his um, dagger. Um, and that's going to be a 13 to hit. That does not hit. That does not hit. So he kind of comes up to you, trying to lunge at you with his dagger, but he's not able to do so. And as he kind of comes over, he actually takes a kind of a giant leap and then kind of walks the rest of the way to get to you. Um, that's going to bring us to you, surely. Okay, so I... Actually, going to uh, cast Bane on all of them. They don't need Bane. to make it 12 save. Okay. Charisma save. Okay. Excuse me while I move everybody's cameras back around. <laughs> all right. Uh, DC 12. What did you say? Constitution save? Charisma. Oh, for Bane. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I can do this very easily. DC. That is going to be a two for this guy. So he is baned. So I will put on there. Put a weird little face mask on him for Bane. Is there there a face mask going on here? There isn't. isn't. (laughs) Um... Next guy is going to roll an 8, so that fails. Oh, boy. And then the next guy is going to roll a 6, so that fails. So they are all currently baned. All right, there we go. Awesome. Then I'm just going to scooch here, and that's going to end my turn. All righty. Um, that is going to bring us to, if I can get back to where I wanted to be, back up to Timmy. Timmy, what are you doing? I'm going to use my bonus action, put Shillelagh on my weapon. All right. Shillelagh is on your weapon. And then I will attack. The one to my left, up top there. All right, go for it. What is that? Why did, what did that just roll? Uh, you just rolled sh- on Shillelagh. So go ahead and roll um, your weapon attack first. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hold on a second. It just rolled, it just rolled the D8 for you. <laughs> That's some good damage, though. Um, so your spellcasting ability is your wisdom, which is a plus three. So that's going to actually make this... 14. A 14, so that's definitely going to hit. And so it's going to be one plus your spellcasting ability modifier, which is a three, so four points of damage to this guy on the top right, or top left. Um, he is looking really hurt. Um, you kind of come in there and 
whack, and you're able to kind of uh, take a big chunk of damage out of him. No, it did seven damage to it. It does a shillelagh damage you're right. to it. You're right. So seven plus three is ten. So ten damage. You actually take this guy out. So I don't think it, I don't think it does the other three. I think it, it just did, does a shillelagh damage. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's it. Alrighty. Nice. Um, ending your turn. It's gonna bring us to a dead guy. Um, and back to Mori. Okay, I am gonna keep moving over this way. I'm actually gonna come over here and Get advantage on the attack. Yep. Um, so that's going to be a 24 to hit for 9 damage. And you just um, kind of come in with your mace and bash him on the head. And he just kind of splats in a pile of green goo. Um, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. And Timic, you give me one too. I forgot to have you do it. Nice. Uh, 23. Yep, yeah, you're fine. And I'm actually, gonna... no, Timic, you don't have to, because you're oh, okay. You actually are immune to what he's trying to do. So. So, uh, and then I'm going to throw an axe at the guy down there below me. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Woo! Full max damage. Um, and you go ahead and you kind of take with that offhand, kind of throw that... Um, that hand axe and how do you want to do this that's a one-shot kill oh nice so I, want to, <laughs> I want to swing down with two hands and smash the guy with my maul and then just in the same action hand over kind of sideways like last little hecan style boom, sideways right into this guy very nice, nice. and um, that is what you do so you were able to kind of like hum that thing and as you kind of send it down there you actually see it kind of lodges like sideways into this um this uh it's actually a grung is what it is and it actually launches into the side of his neck he gets and it just kind of like goes down to the ground in a puddle of its own gore. i'm going to start looking around to make sure that's it for everything in here um go ahead and give me a perception check Um, as you kind of continue to kind of look around here and kind of survey the area, you find that you are indeed alone. Nice. Um, Isn't that so you, over by there, their sleeping area? Yeah, over there with you. Yeah, you can kind of go over there and look in there. Um, as you guys kind of look over into that bag, um, you actually just kind of find some general... Um, kind of like a set of common clothes. You also find um, what appears to be um, some rations and some food. Nothing really too much out of the ordinary, just kind of some general stuff. Does it look like it belonged to those frog people? Um, no, it actually does look like it appeared to be something that um, was well-made, um, perhaps even taken from someone. These little bastages. Take these clothes and give them to Jordan. There you go. Okay. Um, so you can add a set of common clothes and two um, sets of rations into your inventory. 
what does it look like for uh, alternate ways to go out of here? Um, kind of from where you're standing, you actually see two um, ways out of this room. Um, one second. Um, you do see two ways out of this room. Um, one kind of meanders off to the left. You actually see a lot of um, different kind of fungus and mushrooms and a couple of other different things kind of in a room off to your left. And um, to your right, you see another tunnel that kind of just kind of wanders off over there in that direction. I kind of look at Temek and what do you think about those fungus mushroom things over there? Is it uh, something we should mess with or not look safe? Um, do I know anything about fungus? Um, yeah, you would. Um, go ahead and give me a nature check with advantage. Would you know anything about it? Of course you would. <laughs> You're a sport droid, right? Yeah. Uh, what did that just roll? Um, that just rolled a bunch of mess. So just give me a uh, roll a nature check and then roll it again. I tried to click on that gray bar that's there. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's a little weird. I know nothing. You still have, you still have your D6. Oh yeah, you still have your D6. I'll, I'll say that you can use it. Well, you know. I still know nothing. Well, <laughs> um, you know some things about fungus and stuff like that, but this um, particular kind of breed, it looks very, not alien, but very unfamiliar to you. You're kind of used to some normal, like... Um, kind of just like general mushrooms and stuff like that, like things you would eat. And you can kind of tell the difference between poisonous and not poisonous, but this one kind of eludes you for some reason. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down this uh, other hallway over here to the right. Uh, walk in there, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. I don't want anybody to sneak up on me, but I'm not gonna be quiet about it. Yeah, I'll fall right behind him. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are going into the one without the funguses? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Those are unidentifiable funguses. Yes. <laughs> awesome. As you guys enter this room, um, this room in particular is dark. Um, you can't actually see anything um, in this room um, unless one of you has some sort of light source. Do we have dark vision? Some of you do. Yeah. I'm saying. Probably do have a two of you do. There is one human that's just kind of like, uh, that's right. I was gonna say, I'm just like hand on, on Maury's shoulder, assuming he's I've got, got a, I've got a torch. Okay, yeah, you're able to light a torch and you can actually shed some light on this room. Um, as you guys walk in, um, there is nothing living in this room, um, that you can tell. Um, you actually observe a very interesting sight. You actually see um, there's kind of a strange crank in the middle of the room that's kind of like up on a pedestal. Um, you also see four pillars um, that dot the chamber um, about the four corners of this room. Um, as you kind of look around, you actually see two ways out of this room. One um, appears to be um, there's a door there. Like, it's barricaded somehow in some strange way. It's kind of strange, especially given that we're in a cave. It's 
very interesting sight to see um, some sort of barricade in here. Maybe the maybe the Grums did it. Maybe the Alchemist. You're not really 100% sure. Um, and then the um, passageway to the right is not um, barricaded. Hmm. You said there's uh, some sort of mechanism on the in the center of the room. Yes, there is a rather large crank in the middle of the room, and then there are these four pillars that um, dot the room um, around the uh, perimeter. And these okay. pillars are kind of like... Sorry, I'm tangled on my cords here. Um, these pillars are kind of... Um, kind of come up in almost like an obelisk kind of shape. So they got four sides that kind of come up to a point. Um, kind of a sharp pyramid at the top um, that, that um, have... Uh, um, so these very intricate looking designs and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about going over there and pulling that crank. I think that sounds like a good plan. I'll hold the torch. All right, you uh, I'll stand back outside of these uh, tall pillars here, just in case something crazy happens. Don't want to is all in. Yeah. All right. Okay. Crunk, 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 crunk. So you go ahead and try. it's so it's not a lever, it's a crank. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> um so you so um you touch the crank? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> uh. Woohoo! Oh, Jesus. That's well, a natural one. I was going to say you have that D6, but that's not going to help. Um, so you take three fire damage Ooh. as flame kind of bursts out from the top of these obelisks. And you can actually see that there's these actually little tiny holes in these obelisks kind of all aim in this like one direction from your, where you're standing here, Maury. And they all just kind of... A big gout of fire comes out. And as soon as you let go, the gout stops. This is the dumbest crank I've ever seen. <laughs> that's that's. I don't like that crank. You'd usually put this outside and put something in here, and then you spin it and it cooks it. So you got to come in the middle of this thing and cook your own self. That's. I don't know about all this. <laughs> For sure. Well, let me go over this barricade then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go over with him. Okay. Um, so you you guys both go over to this barricade and um, you can see that there is kind of like almost um, there's no handle it's like kind of almost like a very strange like kind of half put together like a door with an archway um, that is flush and doesn't actually have um, does not actually have a handle or anything on it that you can find purchase on I want to check and make sure I'm not going to fire poured on me again if I try to push this door open. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check. 16. Um, as you guys kind of look around, you can actually um, see that on um, this door and actually on the obelisk, you actually can see that there are these little runes that are actually present um, that um, as you look at the ones on the obelisk, they appear to be kind of fading back down. It appears that they probably glowed at one point when the fire was lit, um, but you can actually see some of these same runes that are actually on this barricaded barricade door. So, there's 
like only one of the obelisks is glowing or all of them are glowing? All of them are glowing. All of them have these like little runes that were on the inside that all are glowing right now. That were glowing and just started to fade as you kind of looked around as you were investigating here. And there's runes on the door that are glowing? Yes. Hmm. You think I gotta go back in there and uh, turn it some more and just uh, take, take that damage and do you have <clears throat> a chain or anything like that? Well, let me see. I might have a rope. That's about all I got is uh... I have rope. Timmy, where are you standing currently right now? Next to uh, Shirley. Okay. And surely, where are you? As far as I just want to get orientation to the chamber. Like, did you guys all stay by the door? Or did you guys move around? No, I was like lighting the. I don't know if Morhan can see in the dark or not. So I was lighting the door for him. I can. It's always good. To he have told. Right. Mori told us to stay out of like the uh, the right. area where the pillars are. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, since. Uh... I'm going to do one more thing and then uh, give this a shot. First thing I want to do is go check that other uh, that other doorway over there that uh, doesn't have a weird symbol on it. See if there's anything in there. There's actually no doorway. It actually is just a continuation of a tunnel that goes into a different direction. Do I uh, hear or see anything down that uh, hallway? As of right now, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Shirley, is there anything that you or Timic are doing while he's doing this? Uh, no, I'm just watching, like, back the way we came to make sure, you know, nothing's sneaking up on us because we weren't exactly quiet. Okay. And Timic. Okay. Uh, with a natural 20, um, you are able to kind of uh, peer down the hallway. You're able to kind of listen and kind of, like, um, or down this tunnel, and you're able to listen. You don't hear any movement. You don't hear anything. Um, you don't see anything moving or coming up or, le or walking like quiet, quiet as a tomb. All right, uh, Shirley and Timic, I uh, I'm gonna go back in here and give this thing a couple more cranks. Uh, keep an eye on that door. We didn't really pay attention to it last time. I'll make my way. I'll uh, I'll hug the wall towards the barricade. Okay. Um. Maury, uh, with your perception check and that investigation check in tandem, as you kind of walk your way back towards the uh, crank, you actually do see written on each of the obelisks is some writing um, kind of etched into the front of each obelisk. Am I able to uh, read that writing? You are, because it is actually written in draconic. So you are actually able to discern the language that is written here. Um, on this one that you actually are looking at, it reads basically to say the number three. This one right here says, uh, says three on it. Let me go check out one of these other ones. I'll go check you, out one of Yep, you check out the one next to it, um, and that one says one. All right, well, these things are numbered one, two, three, four. Uh, does it look like I could push the obelisk, like, up? You go to touch the. Um, I take it you go to number one. Number one, yeah. 
You go to number one, and as you go to touch it, you can actually see that same rune that's on there begin to glow, but instead of glowing red, it actually starts to glow a blue color. What happens when I take my hand off of it? It stays blue. I'll go find the one that says two. You go to the one that says two, you touch it. Yeah. It turns blue. I'll go to the three, then the four. You go to the three, and as you go to the three, you actually can see that the one, um, the number one, the color has begun to fade. So I run to four real quick. Um, you get to four, but by the time you actually get to four, unfortunately, one has already lost its glow. So I will, uh, <clears throat> I'll go to number one. Uh, Timic, go over to that one. Uh, Shirley, you head over to that number three right there. Okay. Uh, when I say go, I'll touch one. Timic, you touch two. Shirley, three. I'll run to four. And then, uh, well, heck, I'll run in the middle and turn that crank. Sounds good. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Turn over to four. Do they? Can I see that they're all turning blue? They all turn blue. Yep. And then actually, the crank in the middle of the room now turns blue. And I go over and start cranking. And you start cranking. You can actually see um, as you look over to the door, it also has started to glow blue. And you can actually see that this door or this barricade, you're, the more you crank, you can actually see that this opening is actually cranking in the upwards direction, actually revealing the pathway to the other room. Looks like this, uh, this crank wasn't stupid, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a better idea either, so. So, uh, I think we should uh, hurry up and get in there before this thing decides to close back on us. Yeah. I'll I'll run to the door and just kind of like stand in it. Okay. Um the door at this point doesn't appear to be closing it as you're standing in it. Um the rest of you kind of make your way over? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um you're able to make your way over and the door stays open and as you both um kind of go the rest of the way in, um the door slowly begins to um, creak its way back down. As you're on the other side of this doorway, though, however, you do see that there is a similar crank as the one is in the room on this side of the doorway um, without any pillars or anything like that. It appears that um, this is made to possibly keep out any people that shouldn't be in this area, um, but does allow for passage back out. Nice. All right. As you move forward into the next tunnel, I need you guys to make a perception check. Okay. Maury and Shirley, you're able to, um, as you're kind of walking forward, uh, both of you being at the front um, as per previously, um, you guys begin to hear a noise uh, and some movement. You actually see ahead of you, there's actually some more glowing firelight um, and the sounds of almost the sound more of the, it seems that you have encountered possibly some more of these individuals. Alright. Uh and like can we 
see anything in front of us or is it we just hear them you can hear them right now it's it, you based on where your location is um it would appear that they're around the corner um because it's kind of this this path kind of winds and you can actually see the reflection of the light hitting the wall that's um adjacent but you can and you can see the light sources coming out towards the left of you and you can kind of see some shadows kind of moving about similar to what timic observed when he was in his uh cat form um so he's able to observe that but you can hear what sounds like more individuals than what you guys previously had encountered before. All right. So I'm going to turn and, you know, kind of look at uh, Morhan and Timic and, like, give them, like, you guys ready? Look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to jump the corner and... Press the digitation out their campfire. Press digitation out their campfire. Okay. Um, all right. So you're able to do that to to that, and you definitely get their attention. They'll go. Um, I'm gonna need everyone to roll initiative again. Hooray! <laughs> um, once I also push you all over here. Shove. I think that's twice in a row, row that I uh, crit, crit on my initiative. Sick. You're you're like ready to ret to go. Took the alert feet. And gotta get to the music change. Da, da, da. There it is. And then gotta change over to this side. The death metal starts now. Dun, 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 dun. Um, all right. Um, I gotta actually roll for these dudes. And we will start our combat. Um, even with a crit on the initiative, uh, this um, red looking um, Grung goes first. Um, him kind of surveying the situation as you all kind of walk in. Um, he is going to um, go ahead and cast. Um, spiked growth. Um, so that, if it does what it's supposed to do, oh, of course it didn't, because apparently I'm going to lose connection again. No. <laughs> um, we'll find out. It did what it was supposed to do, but it's not showing up. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna just create the 20 foot radius sphere if I can. Uh, that seems, yeah, that's right. Um, and he places it, oop, not that one. No, we'll just leave, we'll just leave it like that. Um, so you guys are able to see that. So he's go he goes ahead and casts his spike growth um, in that area. So for your guys' information, um, um, basically everyone in that area is difficult terrain. Um, any creature that moves into or within that area takes 2d4 piercing damage every five feet it travels. Okay. 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 
Um, and then that will end his turn. Uh, brings us to Timic. I will attack the red guy with Chill Touch. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll for your Chill Touch. What is the range on Chill Touch? 120, I believe. 120 okay. feet. It just is called Touch, so I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So you rolled 21 to hit. That hits for 8 damage. Um, the Chronic damage. Okay. Um, so you guys see this kind of spectral hand appear over the shoulder of this, uh, um, of this red, um, grung, and you actually see this kind of, like, ghostly hand kind of, like, tap it on the shoulder, and it kind of turns around, like, and, um, takes the damage. And a concentration check for that spike growth. And it does need a concentration check. You are right. Uh, right. That's going to be a 20 total. So he okay. succeeds. Yep. Um, brings us to Shirley. Well, I was a little... Uh, hoping. But uh, I don't think I'll be able to do that. So I have to alter my plan slightly here. And... Uh, Yes. And I drop my torch and I will whip my spear at this guy here. Or, yeah, this guy. That That's guy right fire. there? Yeah. That's the fire you put out, actually. <laughs> my, my, my character sheet was covering it, so. Luckily, there's two more fires over here. Um, 19 definitely hits for 9 damage, so you actually take a pretty big chunk out of this guy. He's already on the brink of death. You, you actually see the spear just kind of land true, hits him and just... <laughs> kind of like stops itself there, but it is able to kind of hang on, and it's still kicking. All uh, right. And, just going to my torch back up, and that's going to be me. All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to this guy. This guy is going to run up here, and he is going to attempt to throw a dagger. Bye. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. It's going to be a disadvantage. Um, yep, it's going to be a disadvantage. Um, at you, Shirley. Alright. Uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Alright, and it'll be 5 piercing damage. Um, I also need a constitution saving throw. Alright. Shit, I just had Uh, yeah, that, you're fine. Um, so you actually feel as this dagger kind of lands in you, you feel the pulse of like um, whatever this creature is, it seems to be poisonous to the touch and it, um, you feel the poison kind of like course through your body, but you're able to kind of fight it off um, and keep it from taking hold. Um, that's going to end his turn. Um, brings us to the next one. He, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my creature moves into the area within the area. It takes... Yep, it takes damage. 2d4. So, he, so he's going to try and move out, but he's probably going to die. <laughs> um, slash roll 2d4. 
Uh, yeah, six points of damage. So he actually attempts to get out of this area, but he actually dies in the spike growth. <laughs> Never said these guys were smart. Um, brings us to Mori. <clears throat> I'm gonna uh, pull out my longbow. Okay. And I'm gonna shoot at the uh, the red guy. Shooting the red guy. Go ahead and roll for an attack. Nice. I'm gonna. 17 definitely hits for two points of damage. Oh, you're gonna, gonna what? I'm gonna add my D6 to that damage. Okay. For and a whole one. I'm gonna add a D8 as well with my superiority dice. Okay. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Four points of total damage. He still has to make a con save. Yeah. So it may not all be in vain. But that's a six, uh, which actually is enough because it's a 10 or half the damage. So spike growth is gone. Hey, so uh, how's he looking, that red guy? Um, he's looking haggard, but he's not looking like he's about to die or anything. In that case, I'll, uh, I'll actually use my bonus action to second wind going into this. And that'll be it for me. So I'll go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, brings us to this guy. This guy is going to take... Oop, that's not what I want. What is going on here? What are you doing? Oh, it's because I'm hitting the wrong one. Um, he's gonna move his 30 feet of movement to go there. Um, and he's gonna take out a dagger and throw it at you. Yeah, he still has to throw it at disadvantage. You're just out of range. Uh, throw it at you, Shirley. Hey. It's going to be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. All right. Uh, that's six points of damage. And then I need a, another constitution saving throw, please. Oof. 12. You just barely succeed. Uh, so the same kind of feeling of that poison kind of comes over, um, but you're able to kind of resist it as it kind of comes in. It's that uh, werewolf. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, brings us back to our wildling here. He is going to um, cast bark skin on himself. Um, so you see as he kind of casts Oop, no, don't cast Spike Growth. Um, don't know why it still does that, because... Um, but yeah, he casts Bark Skin on himself. Um, and then kind of just starts to move... 
um, in this direction. I'm really uh, not really sure what he's gonna do. Um, yeah, that'll end his turn. Um, and then that's gonna bring us to Timic. I will move. Up to there. Okay. You gotta go back up to the little uh, box there to switch back from uh, gotcha. the. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's kind of clunky that way. I'll just move to there. Um, and then I will do chill touch again on that red guy. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack. Thank you. 20 definitely hits for one point of damage. You're uh, at fifth level, so you should be doing 2D. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> We're at third level. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Probably a different campaign, probably, I imagine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, wait. Did you use your D6 yet? Uh, yeah, I did for a uh, the fungus check. All right. Yep, yep. All right. <laughs> Does that end your turn, Timic? Yes. All right, brings us to Shirley. Shirley, you have got two daggers on the ground in front of you and uh, three of these frog creatures left. What are you doing? I'm going to come up to this one mm -hmm. and I'm going to smack it with my torch. <laughs> You're going to smack it with your torch? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do Buzz. That's what tavern brawlers do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody strike. Uh, 21 definitely hits for 8 points of damage. Wow. Uh, you kind of come in with that uh, with that um, torch and you just smack this guy and he, he kind of like shies away but he still kind of gets struck with this burning um, fiery um, club as it were um, with this torch. Um, anything else on your turn, Shirley? Uh, who, who's looking the most beleaguered of my companions? Of your companions, yeah. Um, either you or Timic. Uh, you more so than Timic, because you guys have the same. Um, you guys have the same um, health points, um, but uh, you have uh, less of a maximum um, vitality. Okay. Then I guess I'm gonna have to healing word myself. Okay. Okay. All right, that's five points of healing. There we go. I throw it All in right. the and that is my turn. All right, uh, that's going to bring us to this guy. This guy is going to walk down here, grab the dagger off of his dead companion, and then come up here to attack um, the Timic. Use my reaction to uh, use Halo Spores. Halo Spores. All right, what does so, that do? Constitution save for him. Okay. That's a nine. Okay, so it takes that um, rolling. Yeah, one d four. Yeah, it's different than the UA because you actually get to roll something instead of just being like, oh, you do three damage. <laughs> yeah, so just one. One, po one point of damage. Uh, what kind of damage is that? Poison? Oh, necrotic. No, I think it's necrotic. Yep. Yeah. Um, it takes one point of necrotic damage. 
Um, then it's going to come in and attack you with his dagger. The dagger you picked up from his friend. Yeah. That's going to be an 11 to hit. Uh, I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe that hits. And that's actually going to end his turn, so he's got nothing else he can do. Um, brings us to a dead guy. Brings us back to Mori. I'm going to come over here. Yep, so you're flanking this guy, so you can roll out advantage. 25 definitely hits. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your your damage roll. 10 points of damage. You easily dispatch this guy um, with that with that strike, just squashing him on the head. And, then, uh, and he off. has no more. I will offhand to the guy up there. Absolutely. Um, a one, unfortunately, is not going to hit. Um, so you go ahead and loose that hand axe, and it kind of just lands um, um, harmlessly back here. Okay. That was, let me just make sure. Five, two, three, four, five. Yep, that's as far as I can All right, that's okay. it. All right. Um, brings us to the one guy that's left. He is going to attempt an unarmed strike, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, which he's not proficient with, so it's just basically a strength check, which he has a minus to this roll, and he rolls a 13. <laughs> Does that hit you, Shirley? There's just like this little wet pit, 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 pit on my shield. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> he doesn't really do much. Um... Bring us back up to this guy. This guy um, is going to take out his short bow. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he can hit you. Um, he's going to try and shoot at you, Shirley. All right. With his short bow. Oh, if I switch back to the thing I need to use. Yeah, because he's got nothing else. Uh, that's going to be a 12 to hit. That does not hit. All right. And you kind of just see um, this creature loose an arrow, and it kind of just, like, lands harmlessly to, to your side. Um, brings us back to Timic. Are you wearing any metal? The red guy? <laughs> um, the red guy? No, he is not wearing any metal. He kind of is wearing kind of, like, some loose um, kind of, like, animal hides and some um, reeds and stuff like that, but no metal. Alright, I'll just I'll just use chill touch again. Okay. Ah, unfortunately a nine does not hit. So you kinda re and he's like after being hit a couple times, he's like he kind of avoids it from tapping him on the shoulder. Um anything else on your turn? Uh yeah, I'm gonna move. Okay. Wait. Um, yeah, that's fine. The guy will probably be dead. <laughs> Surely. Alright. Well. Unfortunately for this guy, he's between me and my real target. So, I'm gonna go ahead and smack him again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for five bludgeoning damage, and you were able to utilize that torch can and just kind of plop him on the head, and he is no more. 
And then uh, move over here and grab my spear. All right, and you're able to grab your spear. Mori. I'll run right up to this guy and hit him in the mouth. All right, go ahead and hit him in the mouth. Natural 20. Oh. Yep. Um, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, you are considered poisoned. Um, um, and with that, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Just smash him into a pulp on the ground. And you do. You kind of, same thing with the rest of these things. This guy's been kind of keeping a far. He's like kind of shivering there with his little um, tiny short bow. And you're just able to... And just grind him down into a red gelatinous pulp. And then I'm just going to drop to a knee and be like, Oh boy, I don't feel so good. <laughs> um, and you do. Um, you were able to kind of sit there for a second. Um, and after about a minute or so, you kind of feel, you almost feel like you're going to poop yourself for a second. And then after about a minute, the feeling kind of goes away and you feel okay. Um, you're not poisoned anymore. Everything's good there. Um, but you guys are now in this quiet cave by yourself. Um, as far as exits to this cave, um, there is the way that you all came. Or there is another e exit um, that goes out towards um, what appears to be a cavern um, with what appears to be cobwebs on the walls. All right. Well, first, I want to check over this uh, this red guy because I feel like Jordan mentioned something about a red red cloak or something. So maybe this is our alchemist. Okay. Uh, so I want to give him an investigation. All right, go ahead and do your investigation check. Molly's looking at that guy. I just want to kind of look around the room, make sure there's nothing of interest in here. Investigation 18. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check as well, Maury. Um, as you kind of look around over the body of this uh, small red frog-looking um, creature, um, he doesn't really have much on him other than like kind of the clothes that you see. He doesn't appear to have any, like notes of any kind or writing implements or paper or anything like that he doesn't appear to have any bottles or he just kind of see he has the ability to cast spells via this weird staff that he has um that he was kind of utilizing against you guys but um it appears to be also very similar to kind of like the staff that uh, timmet kind of carries around with him kind of away from to use as a focus for his spells um okay. but otherwise not really much on him um, Mori, with your investigation check, you were able to actually find, um, as you kind of walk around, there's a couple more of these um, packs that are kind of lying around. Uh, you also find basically what it amounts to about two more days of rations. Um, you actually find a fully functioning um, explorer's pack in here um, as well. So you can add that to your inventory as well if you'd like. Um, but um, as far as like any valuables or anything of that sort, there's nothing here. Um, just kind of general gear. Would I also know, um, since I'm, I don't know, this may be a stretch, but proficient with the herbalism kit, that any of this poison stuff that they have could be collected and used in any way? 
Sure, go ahead and give me a nature check uh, to kind of harvest some of the, it would be basically kind of this like outer oil gland and stuff like that that they have um, for you to be able to harvest. Uh, with a 16, you're actually able to harvest the oil glands off of um, the big creature. Um, and you um, would, you believe that um, with this and based on your just herbalism um, skills that you might be able to utilize this to create some sort of um, mundane poison. Nice. Thanks, sir. I'm actually uh, going to grab up his short bow too because I just realized the spear is the only thing I have for range. Yep, and you can add that short bow um, to your inventory. Um, amongst the bodies as well, you also do find um, a total of four daggers if you want to, if um, any of you guys want those. And in the previous room with the other frog folk, they also had uh, daggers on them as well. So there's a total of seven daggers if you guys want to hoard daggers. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, how many? Seven? Seven total, yep. I'll take them. These, uh, these may have some, uh, if nothing else, may have some resale value back in town and, and start getting us a little bit coin. Right. There you go. Well, uh, <laughs> I uh, I mean, if we're looking for somebody who's down here coming in and out and doing things, I, I doubt he's going to be in a cobweb field tunnel. Uh, I mean, you can feel free to explore it or look down there if you want, but I say if our alchemist went down there, I don't know, I don't think there'd be cobwebs remaining. Yeah, I find it unlikely, but I also kind of think we should You know, see what's down there. Oh, all right, I'm uh, I'm right behind you. We'll go check it out. Okay, what's the marching order for this? It'll be uh, Shirley, me, Kenneth. All right. Um, with you, <clears throat> with you and uh, Shirley in the front, can I have you guys give me perception checks? Um, to make you or Shirley, unless you have your, do you have your torch on you? Yes. All right, you can go ahead um, and make a perception check regularly. Um, you guys kind of <clears throat> excuse me you guys begin to wander your way um, this particular um, room is very dark um, as you um, continue to make your way through um, you see a number of these different cobwebs kind of crawling up the walls but you do also notice that um, as you're kind of walking through there is a kind of very distinct looking almost um parting of these webs down the middle of this chamber um you do see as you kind of walk through especially you maury with that 21 you're able to see kind of a number of these different kind of um bound up wound up little um almost cocoon like looking um almost cocoon like looking carapaces basically and Thanks, DM the Mark Knight. <laughs> um, you're able to see uh, a bunch of these, and you can see them kind of dotting everywhere. Some of them look like they've been cracked open um, and are kind of loose and kind of um, relaxed. Um, there's also a number of them that look like they still have things in them. Um, and as you continue to look around, this chamber's empty. There's nothing in here. It's not what you expected, considering the amount of webs that are still here, but... It is wide open down the middle of this room. Yeah. Uh, 
seems like this. Uh, and that, so we, we see all the way through to the end? or You guys can see all the way through the end. And you actually do see at the end um, a fairly large-looking wooden door. Well, want to go down there and check out that door? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of lead the way and, you know, just... You said there's, like, some... Like cocoons or something? Yeah, there's like some cocoon. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the actual name, but it's um, kind of these like little cocoons of like what used to be probably some sort of creature or whatever like that that was captured here. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from those. Well, uh, no, no. <laughs> Ben's loot grubbing is not going to bleed into Shirley. Um, what are you doing, Shirley? What are you doing, yeah. guys? I'm going to head towards the door. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys head towards the door. Um, do you try the door? I, uh, I'd grab him before he did it and say, hold on. I, uh, we've already been burned up a little in here and had some crazy things happen. Let's uh, make sure that thing's not trapped. Okay. Um, you being in the front, Maury, go ahead and make your investigation check for the trap. Um, with an 11, it does not appear to be trapped. All right. I think you're uh, I think you're all set to go on in there. All right. Then I'll go for the door. You go for the door, and as you do, it's locked. Ah. Well, uh, anybody have a way to pick that? I got it. Rather large boot. I think uh, you and I together can probably take care of this door pretty handedly. You want to give it a shot? I'm game for that. All right. One, two, three. Strength checks. <laughs> athletics checks. Oh. Oh, athletics? Oh, yeah, geez. athletics. Oh, athletics? Oh, yeah. that's a little... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and you guys are able to kind of, and as you do, you kind of both, like, kind of, like, duck down and kind of bowl into this. Uh, Timic, are you doing anything during this? Just watching them do it. <laughs> um, and as you do, you guys, um, you, this door, as you kind of jump into it, it gives way and just kind of folds in on itself. Crack! Um, and you guys kind of stumble through um, into the next chamber. Um, in this chamber, you actually see um, it's a fairly large-looking room. It's almost got, like, manicured, almost, like, um, man-made-looking walls in here. Um, still cave-like, but appear man-made. Um, in the actually, And it's well-lit. There's actually torchlight that kind of dots around the perimeter of this room. In the center, there's actually a very large-looking circle with a, with five runes that are kind of inlaid in the floor. And in the middle, there is a kind of altar. And strapped to that altar is a human male wearing a green plaid shirt, 
It's Henry. Oh my God. Tied down to this altar. And behind him, um, kind of um, with his back turned towards some supplies, is a cloaked, red cloaked individual who, as you guys kind of burst through the door, kind of turns around and is like, You should not be in here. Who are you? And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Oh. So, <laughs> um, what do you got? What a fine Henry, guys. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm just so glad he's not dead. I was almost yeah. thinking I was going to wear this green plaid shirt for nothing. It's uh, it's one of those things, too, where now you're looking at him like, is he trying to help him not be a werewolf? Or is he trying to turn him into a werewolf? What options is happening right now? Mm-hmm. So we will circle back to that um, at our next session. So um, I want to thank everyone for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Um, it was really fun. If you guys want to hang out with us again, we stream this game on Wednesdays starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, we also stream on Mondays doing DM chat, um, answering your questions, Q&A, all that kind of cool stuff. I also prep for this game on that stream at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, also here on Twitch. I also have a YouTube, a Discord, all that cool stuff. All of them are down there in those panels. And again, if you guys are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching for Dungeon Master Prep, player character creation, or just learning the game, there's a link down there in, t in the About Me section of the panels down there as well. So I hope you guys had fun tonight, and until next time, see you all soon. See you later. Bye. Now. Bye.